0: Downright, downright down, down, un-American. No patriot. I'll tell
1: you something. tell you something. I'll tell, tell you something. something. I'll tell, tell, tell tell you down something. right. downright, down, downright down, right, down, right right, un-American,
2: right, un-American. un-American. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's
3: all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism.
1: Anti-American. Anti-American. Down, down, right, patriotism. Right. Anti- Anti-American. American. American. They were like. Death. Down right. I'll tell you something. And un-American
3: something. American. American. No patriot. Un-American. Un-American. Right American so American treasonous. Period. I mean, yeah, I guess why not? It, it doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Downright. Anti-American. They want the money to I'll tell you
0: something something.
3: Anti-American yeah. patriotism.
0: Un-American. I'll tell you something. I mean
4: they certainly I'll tell you something.
1: Didn't seem to love our country very Got much.
0: Right, UnAmerican.
2: Welcome back to another episode of UnAmerican, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined today by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing today, Frank?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I don't. I know I've told you a bunch of times, but uh, J Cole's new album came out. Yes. Uh, well, it came out a while ago, but I've had that on repeat. Yeah. It's it, awesome. It is very good. I'm not. I'd say that like I've been, like I've gotten all the way through it. I haven't. Shame on you. I know. I didn't even know. So, (laughs) but but highly recommend it. It is very good. It's it's been waiting for for like two years. Yes. Uh, yeah, because he's been like just. I mean, he 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 announced at the end of his last album that this was coming, and it's yeah, that was 2018, and then he went to like. He said like he's had a bunch. I mean, he's had like a number of awesome singles drop since then, but yeah, he hasn't had a project. Yeah, he dropped that and then went like straight to Rwanda to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so and then he's like, the moment I read he was playing basketball, I was like my contract's done. I'm out. It was, like, <laughs> it was six games and he was done. Yeah, he uh, he got some shit. That's on the yeah. Twitter sphere. For, you do that uh, just because he just
4: because he could. Yeah, he's
0: always. I mean, that was actually what he wanted to do before rapping. He wanted to be a basketball player. So it was like a lifelong dream. That's why like all of his albums are themed after that, like the off season. It's all I, like, themed yeah. yeah around basketball. I would have
4: never guessed that Rwanda had a league. Is oh he, yeah, it, is it he tall? Like, um,
0: I don't, I don't think he's like super tall. I think he's average. Hmm. I'm not gonna look. That I don't up. think he's Kendrick. I have a like, computer here. I'm not gonna look it up. Kendrick though. Lamar is pretty <laughs> short. I think he's like average height. All right,
2: fair enough. Probably taller than me. So I'm short. <laughs> More uh, talented than you for sure. <laughs> definitely. That that's fucking fair. Uh, how are you doing, Jim? I'm pretty good.
4: Uh, and like a weird sort of like full circle way I'm able to listen to podcasts about pathogens again and actually (laughs) geek out on it and not just be like crapping my pants like yeah I'm living this right now right Uh, yeah and like (laughs) almost it's like the one that I just listened to this past couple of days is almost like in a masochist sort of sense because I'm getting ready to go to a lake for a vacation and I just listened to the podcast on the brain-eating amoebas. Nice, that nice. live in freshwater Something during the summertime. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like I a ninety-seven percent death rate. It's not same. very. It's not very common, but when it happens, it's like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I did.
0: Th- I did the same thing, like freaking myself out with podcast episodes about ticks and Lyme disease and all this crap you can get, and then immediately go tromping through the woods, like, oh, well, I'm gonna go out and barbecue. I'm gonna, and gonna hike say, yeah, today. Why not? Yeah. yeah,
4: you know, they. As much as I am addicted to learning, they they say that ignorance is bliss and.
2: I'll be damned if they're not wrong. Yeah. 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 There is something to that. Um, I'm doing all right, too. I Mine is also kind of, kind of related, but not so much. I'm just glad that we are... Uh, I'm glad that we're coming to a place in the pandemic where, like, cases are low, vaccines are up, and... CDC guidelines are allowing us to get back. As a bearded American, I am yes, so happy. I feel liberated. Yeah, to not wear the mask I anymore. Had, I had I, a, yeah. I
4: had a coworker that I wish he would have told me just like 6 to 8 months ago. But uh he said now I can look at you. Like we had a a work function a couple of weeks ago where we all went maskless cuz mm. I think like some 99% of us are vaccinated. Yeah. And he he told me, now I can look at you and not think of like a 70s uh, underwear commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I would have died laughing and loved to share that with my
2: friends. Dude. It's a I, great joke. I Do, do you... So, I've never been so happy to get that roasted. So you are, so, so you guys are now... Uh, i'm assuming not wearing masks
0: as much unless i my my certain places still require them yeah but yeah most places didn't have a sign that's like if you're fully vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask right and they're just taking your word for it yeah are you getting dirty looks too because i still i'm getting dirty looks now and i used to be
2: really i may have i i don't know i probably was at one point a guy giving dirty looks
1: early on
4: we went to uh the enterprise center for professional women's hockey i uh got tickets to take uh my stepdaughter and her friend, which is also my little cousin, so friend slash related. Yeah. Um uh, to that game. Anyway, it was like the day after Enterprise announced that you didn't have to wear masks if you were vaccinated. Yeah. We were like one of maybe five groups of people that were not wearing masks. Yeah. And yeah, I could I could feel the eyes sometimes. I, I feel it, uh, I took like I, I completely understand I do that too. sentiment. So I'm yeah. not like
0: upset about it. I do too. It, I and I always check before I walk in a place. Like if they require a mask, I always have it with me. Right. Or if I don't, yeah, I'm not going keep, in. I keep it in my back pocket I, yeah, you know, I'm not a dick. Right. I'm just gonna but make I am, everybody feel all like, right, comfortable. Like, like Brandon said, I am a bearded man, so there's a limit to how much my uncomfortable. I'm willing to be uncomfortable and a year and a half's been a long fucking time. It, like, look, I just don't want to have to groom my beard all day. Right. Like, it makes a fucking line. My, I don't want to be the douchebag <laughs> yeah. who has a comb in his pocket yeah. anymore. <laughs> no I, shit. I still carry the
2: comb in my pocket because <laughs> <laughs> it gets unruly from time to time. I took the kids uh, Stacy and I took the kids to the mall uh, this morning to get that they had gotten birthday cards from their great grandma and uh, so we took them to get um, a DS game and a Wii game from like V stocker slackers or one of the, one of the two we went to both. Um, and with like, that was the first time that I've walked into a place since I haven't been wearing a mask where everybody else had a fucking mask. Like, there were no people without masks. And I felt eyes this morning. I, you know, like maybe a good where social did, experiment to that? see this was at the mall. Okay. Um, in St. Peter's. So, yeah. uh, you know, it is, it, whatever it it is what it is but well, it's so new yeah no i i definitely understand it both ways i just like i feel more comfortable now being vaccinated and being way past the vaccination that like i'm even if i do get it it it, it i'll be okay um yeah. but i also am in encouraged by the fact that the numbers are so much lower than they were than they have been for the past 16 months or however yeah. long right. so um so, I feel like the the science is is on our side or is getting there anyway. Um, so uh, let me bring you guys down for the week. actually, I think <laughs> I think we're going to laugh a lot um, at this episode. Um, and i'm and I've done it different this time, as far as the timeline, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to say that if you like the show and you want to support what we're doing, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash unamerican and become a Patreon Patriot today. Bonus content is available there, as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff, and we greatly appreciate your support of the show. Um, I also will say that we do have a couple new patrons on the uh, Patreon page and um because here's the thing i wasn't gonna do but i'll offer a quick apology um 2021 for me has been considerably more stressful than 2020 was um and that is part of the reason that the shows have been uh not on a weekly basis um regularly uh i've been dealing with some some just a lot of shit uh there's some anxiety and and depression that has been present um and so, I, because of getting this all together last night and and figuring out what I wanted to do with the show, I didn't think to go make the clips for the people who don't... or the sound bites for the people that donated at an <laughs> elevated level. So, on the next episode... Way to show your appreciation. Uh, right. Brandon. On the next episode, I promise we will get those names out there. But we do have a couple more, and we do appreciate your Thank support. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, so... This week we're going to talk about Kenneth Copeland, um, who is a crazy fuck uh, televangelist, right? And I've I've known that I was going to do him for a uh, for a while. I didn't know when I was going to fit him into the schedule. I thought this would be since we're finally back in the same room together. I thought it would be an easy uh, an easy subject to kind of laugh at a little bit. What's cool about this? for me anyway, uh, what made prepping it easier was as I started getting into Kenneth Copeland, I decided I didn't want to do it the same way that I've been doing the previous episodes, the Lindsey Graham, the Hannity, where I'm going through this long timeline and trying to work my way to the present. So what I ended up doing instead was just looking through his content, um, which he's got a fucking lot of. And I just picked an episode because the title of the episode's stood out to me and I was like, well, that pr- pretty much like sums up where I'm going with this. Um so <laughs> Kenneth Kenneth Copeland is uh he's an American televangelist. He's been on TV for like fucking a million years, like s- 50 or 60 years. Um, I I didn't
4: even know who he was until, until he started th- preaching about COVID. COVID? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um for for people who He's like a poor man's Pat Robertson, right? He is- uh, no My 700 Club kind of guy. He's not well, poor man. Well, not is poor it? man He's in not terms poor. of his bank yeah. account, but like in terms of people, uh, social recognition. Yeah, like how many people would recognize him off the street? I
2: think that once we get into this, people that have heard the fucking remix COVID nineteen song <laughs> that that happened uh, on YouTube, like yeah. within the last year, are going to recognize his voice. Um, what I liked about this episode of his show, so he has he has different content. Um, Once a week, he does his, like, Sunday service, which you can go find on YouTube, most of them. They're, like, an hour and 40 minutes long. He also has, like, a vlog, YouTube channel, whatever. Um, I'm sure, well, I mean, it's on YouTube, so there may not be a paywall, which is astonishing to me. (laughs) His
4: Sunday, like, sermon thing that he does, so I I imagine that's, like, a, a classic church service where, you know, there's, some worship music, and then he talks, and then there's some more worship music, and they go about it? It's mostly... Or is it just him?
2: It, it's mostly him. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, the ego. It, it's it's mostly him. Yeah, An just, hour and 40 minutes. Just wait. Just wait. Hold the ego line, because we'll get into it early. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, I do want to, to play a Freudian slip for you. Interestingly enough, I know just because of the way that I picked just one episode, um, that we are going to talk about we're going to do more episodes on, on Copeland because he's too (laughs) fun to not like, I'm going to want to revisit him. He's on Nora status. He's going to be recurring. (laughs) In fact, I've already picked a second episode that we may do as bonus content because I just, because he's just fucking crazy. And the people that he has on his show on, when he's doing his vlog, his YouTube vlog or whatever the fuck, um, it, it's like twenty three to thirty minutes of content, and it's just him sitting in his ultra rich, fucking probably uh, compound, um, sitting on an ivory throne. Yes, with with guests who are equally as crazy as him. So today we'll we'll focus on Copeland, but we're probably gonna pass judgment on both Copeland and his guest, who is uh, Stephen Strang, and I'll I'll. I'll tell you a little bit about Stephen Strang in a minute. Um, but this Freudian slip actually comes from not the episode that we're going to be listening to. Um, it comes from a few days earlier, earlier in that same week. Um, the, the episode we're going to listen to together is from October 20th, 2020, shortly before the election. Uh, the, this clip is from October 17th. 2020, um, when apparently regular guest Stephen Strang was also on.
1: <laughs> Your ministry was just starting to explode. You were on the radio, but you weren't yet on TV. Oh, those were the days. And you had, you didn't have these nice facilities here back then. I didn't have any facilities. But people were talking about what <laughs> was God was doing, and also the message that you were uh, preaching. And the lead of my story, because I pulled it out and reread it, was that faith was something that you could use like... A workman uses a tool, uh, maybe a hammer.
0: Well, that pretty much fucking sums it up, doesn't it? Huh. <laughs> like you can use like you use a hammer, swinging around wildly, so, strike something. So
4: we're gonna tell you
0: exactly how we're
2: manipulating you in so many words. It, it's so it, the 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 fucking ego, the hubris that you will hear in this twenty three minutes of content, and I and we're gonna listen to the entire. Episode from October twentieth of last year, with the exception of one sentence that I cut out because it was just a setup for the point that he made. The point still in the episode, um, like, but it's any, a,
4: anybody that knows just about anything about Christianity, like you know that there's these type of pastors that they're just gonna like prosperity preachers, right? yeah, and it's about making m- completely money. Completely manipulate their congregations. I and the, like the only reason that they're
2: not called a cult is because. They label themselves as Christians. Right. Right. I was so excited in when I started digging into the things that he says in this episode, the people, like, I knew a lot of the, na- he name drops a lot of his friends, and they are the shittiest people who you, you like, you would expect, as soon, you will hear some of the names dropped like in this Joel episode. I mean, Joel Joel <laughs> is not one of the names, but- Dr. Oz. They, we I think bet, bets? I bet they're rivals. I know, oh, we, should, we should guess, like, rivals. I don't even want to- Politicians? <laughs> Not, uh not politicians. No, more even even televangelists. Old, old Kenny's uh, probably like
4: that. That Joel, young whippersnapper, doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs>
2: um, but man, oh man, There's, I'm not even going to tell you. I, I don't want to ruin it because they'll 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 drop the names and then we'll get into uh to who those those people are. So let's first of all um before I tell you who Stephen Strang is we're let's start this episode out and just i even i enjoyed how fucking unsettled i was by watching this so much that i even left the intro music into in the fucking opening <laughs> clip are the gates to
3: jurassic park opening up right
0: now i'm <laughs> get john williams on the phone Ten, ten, Welcome ten, everybody ten, ten. to
3: Tuesday's edition of the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Father, we thank you. First of all, we thank you for Stephen Strang, the insights and ideas and concepts that you have given him as a Christian journalist, a man that can that can investigate with an open heart and an open mind and deal with the absolute facts and truths, and we praise you for his life, and we thank you for this broadcast and the help that the people need all over the United States, and the people that are, that are watching this around the world, because so uh, every country on this planet depends on how this country makes it or doesn't. And we thank you and praise you for it. The best is yet to come. I believe that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Stephen Strang, welcome.
2: Pounding that you heard was actually him. He's punching one his mustache vital. away from Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> um, you he, said this was October twentieth. What year? Uh, twenty twenty. Oh, it's, okay. it's so right. Just, it's, just, yeah, and just not, so you know, long the reason that this that this episode stuck out to me uh, because I was watching some of his sermons and shit, and then and then ended up on his like multiple times a week. Mm-hmm little, like, vlog or whatever.
0: The name of this episode was How God Works Through Donald Trump. And I was like, okay, well, that... (laughs) So when you say... Like, I, what kind of production because I'm only here in the audio. What kind of vi- like the video? Is it just a webcam setup just a one shot editing?
2: No, actually, I'm glad you asked because he is Is it, is he, it on their stage? Like is there like, production. Is it, on their po- it it's on their stage. It is a production. Like there's a live People are involved. Like, there's this a live is like a studio PBS set. Yeah. Yes, a live studio audience. He's hosting it from the Kenneth Copeland College. Like he he's Okay, so He this, is a college. There's always oh, been oh, oh, oh my oh. god. There's another episode. They're Girl. using the word
0: College, so, literally there. Let, let me explain. Th- this is like
4: the, the, the guest that we've talked about for uh, Coast to Coast, that they yeah. have their own little, like... The-
2: there, learning this is plan, it, yeah this ban, is one but, of his griffs but yeah. this guy just so
4: happens to be rich and has a lot of followers
2: yeah <laughs> it, it was always kenneth copeland ministries is how is how he had like built it and like whatever and then recently it is there's kenneth copeland uh, ministry still exists but there is now also kenneth copeland college and i don't know like there might be a word that i'm missing it might be biblical college or like something like that um, if you are interested in attending the college, oh, I am. <laughs> you can, you can get our Associate of Biblical Studies. That's a two-year, sixty-credit-hour program of biblical study that embodies the foundation, te- the foundational teachings of Kenneth Copeland Ministries, with electives offered to further students' development in their ministry callings. Our program is designed to deepen the knowledge, understanding, and application of the Word and Spirit for the work of the ministry. Our curriculum includes practical application along with a strong biblical education that will prepare students planning to pursue, to pursue ministry or formalize education in any field of study. So if you want to be a fucking biologist, go to fucking Kenneth <laughs> <laughs> And then learn how to discount all science. <clears throat> I'm sure that's what they teach. Curriculum emphasis include Bible knowledge and application, spiritual development, excellence in ministry, leadership, communication, life skills, and practical ministry experience. We will teach you how to sell this grift. That's, what? It, that's what it actually. Right. But it, we're not going to. We're just going to take your money and tell you that yeah, we're going to. What's
0: their tuition? To, it, it, it's uncanny. I, actually, I it's probably think, not even on there. Didn't Donald Trump run a business like this? I didn't see it like on this? there. Didn't Trump run something like? T- I'll teach, uh, learn the the tricks of getting rich like Donald yeah, Trump. Trump, Trump University. university. <laughs> yeah. Was that? Oh yeah, that was a university. That is the same scam. <laughs> Uh, Jim, the
2: cost is $1,800 per semester. That's actually not terrible. No. Like it could, well, it could, it no, it could no, be no. a lot worse. It's it terrible be. for it's, what it's you're ter- getting. <laughs> well, yeah, it's
4: terrible in the sense that it's complete,
0: like. As far as college like tuition goes, that's not terrible, right? Like, like, like I don't, I highly and, doubt it's accredited. Something tells me oh, it's not accredited. I'm pretty positive
2: it's not fucking accredited. I can accredited. tell you it's
0: accredited by the Lord and
2: that's all that <laughs> kind <Kenneth Copeland> of <laughs> <That>, cares about. <laughs> that's all that fucking matters. Um be, I, I'm, I am I am going to tell you who uh who Stephen Strang is and and but I'm going to like Because
4: you can have a, a theological education like you can go to Lindenwood and get a theological education yeah. but
2: and that would be a legit I, Yeah,
0: there are, yeah like I can't imagine
4: on. that this is nationally recognized.
0: No, no. or that it holds any weight when you're applying for jobs. No. Yeah. Right. I would hope not. At least, good God. So, so Copeland has uh, a a regular guest on, um, as I've said, Stephen Strang. He he, try not to say Stephen Strange the entire episode. It was yeah, it's it's very hard. Just start calling him fucking Doctor Strange. He called him in the first in the opening an investigator
2: and a journalist. Both of those terms that I put in quotes when I wrote them down in my fucking notes (laughs) Um, because like based on his body of work, we're using some soft terminology. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about his 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 fucking uh, portfolio here in a second. An investigator
0: in that like I am when I lose my keys and I (laughs) investigate. Where they are, <laughs> something like that. He
2: made Ken a Bible. Now he is a publisher, also maybe in air quotes. Like he so, he is a publisher in the same way that you so and I he, can go publish our shit on Amazon. He pinned right. Ken a custom Bible. Yes, and is that what the sixty dollar one, one is that you sent to that, you, that I sent to you? Yeah, Uh I'll let Ken explain what this is and and try to contain himself because there's a point where like i kind of think he's getting randy baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you
3: i um uh, i'm so pleased this 50th anniversary 50 years in ministry just a few years ago
2: that's not an anniversary project
3: dick. that you <laughs> my anniversary brought to me several and brought years ago this out. ministry and um, the Kenneth Copeland Word of Faith Study Bible, Charisma Media, Charisma House uh, book Charisma.
4: Group. So yeah, we're thank We're you, totally sir. <laughs> playing <it> here. <laughs> oh, thank you.
3: Uh, this this was a work that I'd always dreamed of, because I, I you know I always had notes in, in in this this Bible here, but this one is a commentary, and I just
1: uh, I. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. I I read it every day. I read I, it yesterday. I'm just
3: so I'm, I'm I'm just I'm indebted to you for for having the the god idea to do it, and um, I know when when Stephen and his crew came down to, to talk to us about doing it, but there wasn't any question of whether we were going to do it. Let's just say, when are we going to do this? It was not if it was when. <laughs> just the idea set me on fire. And yeah, I wanted no you shit. to know how
4: much I <laughs> Well, thank
1: you. Ed, and, uh, I enjoy it.
4: If somebody's selling you a Bible with footnotes
0: that they wrote... You see, usually I have to come up with the grist myself. This guy walking in the door, yeah. slamming one down on my desk, and Can, said, "You want to some his money?" Vin-
4: Kenny hit his vinegar strokes there. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> let me explain. He, there was a moment I was like, "Does he want to fuck that book?" <laughs> these, these pages,
2: <laughs> the way that he is holding it, like when I was watching, because I watched most of this episode. Um, I, I mean, I've listened now to the entire episode a couple of times, but I, but I watched most of it. Um, and so, this Bible uh, is a it's like a, a you you can get it in paperback it but the but the one that he's holding is like leather back and it's got like gold leaf painting around the edges of the page so like it looks yeah, like it's printed like your average bible yes um and he, dude, he is just like he is fucking rubbing this thing like sensually, and he is <laughs> gripping onto it, and it is fucking weird.
0: It, um, it, even the audio sounds more like one of those girls, uh, like unveiling the the prizes on the Prices Right. Like yeah. you can get a toaster, and the way they touch it, yeah. like, Ooh, ah. <laughs> I, I should also point out that like as soon as he starts to read out of his
2: Bible, he immediately puts down his own fucking like specialized footnote footnoted bible and goes to the king james version i'm like your bible isn't even good enough for you to
0: read on your fucking show we didn't have anybody to fact check the the, the i don't spelling so
2: jim you made the point but like i don't want a fucking uh a bible that has footnotes from the televangelist like i don't need to know how you interpreted shit because i know you interpret shit fucking weird most study bibles when you get them
4: like if like the footnotes like they all study bibles have footnotes so i right. can't discount that part of it but they're objectively going through the material well, whereas they, they i gather, 100% like, guarantee you that Kenneth Copeland is selling you on his own what's amazing
2: the term word of faith is in the fucking the, the is in the title of the bible like word of faith is a worldwide christian movement which teaches that christian can access the power of faith through
0: speech It'd- Wait, what does that mean, through the power of speech? Like, someone can talk you through it? I guess. I mean- Isn't that how everyone obtains knowledge or, like- <laughs> Like,
4: they're setting you up to
0: believe everything that he says. Yes. Right. More yeah. or less. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, I mean that he, he's the only one that can get you the true what, right. what they're really meaning in the Bible right because it is it is like if you've read the Bible lately or like like it's not the easiest thing to read. There's a lot of archaic references if you're not a historian or you don't know the yeah, Middle East no, very like, well. Yeah,
4: like I have uh, the U version Bible app on my phone, which I'm sure I'm going to be referencing a lot in this episode. Uh, but like you, you can download. I think there's like a hundred different like what they call translations in it right to where like it'll it'll word things differently to where it makes sense for modern english versus you know uh like the first time it was translated from old like
0: old english right like back when winchester was pronounced Ventercaster. It is no different than, than reading like Shakespeare, right? Where like you do kinda need that uh that right page where they're like, This is what the fuck they're talking about. You just about. don't
2: need Kenneth Copeland to be the no, one. No, that and fucking that's why almost yeah.
0: every other Bible that I've seen or any <laughs> any like website, they have like they go to the experts who like, study this shit their entire lives. Right.
4: Well, that and you know, find you a local church where it doesn't seem like you're being sold some things right. right
2: yeah exactly um now i'm gonna let him get a little bit more horny with this book and then uh i will tell you steven Strang's body
1: of work people you know know me as a journalist but i'm also a publisher and we publish the modern english version of the bible and one of the cr- crowning highlights of my entire life was publishing that bible oh, thank i really you. believe Pass that Pat, you know what, what is back. better to publish than the word of god Yes. Sir. And Amen. to be able to put it in a format, a lot of publishing houses would not have had the vision to have done it that way, or they would have said, you know, you got to do it this way or that way. We just, it was whatever Brother Copeland wanted to do, well, and just, we just tried to make it happen. Most companies have you, standards. It, it just we fucking don't. Us <laughs> just the feel. It's got a. It's. I love
3: Bibles, and this, this, this thing feels good. Ah. <laughs> anyway, I love it. Thank, oh, thank you, you. You notice the laughing creepy. Died. The it feels laughter, so dirty. Uh, it's
2: fucking Ugh. creepy. This is what happens when you do cocaine into your 80s. Like, <laughs> it's fucking creepy. It feels so dirty listening to him talking about I love Bibles. the
0: hubris, though, of like, look, I published the Bible and that was great and all. But the highlight of my <laughs> life, <laughs> yeah. publishing your footnotes to the ancient text. Don't let God hear you, asshole. Yeah, like, what the fuck? The, the, fucking, you know, the gall. The, uh, one of the biggest things
4: that. The Bible repeatedly preaches against this pride, and this is just that's, full that's of it. And that's the one
0: they like. I wonder when they do the the death, you know the sins, do they just skip over that one? Probably. Yeah, that I feel or like leave pride out of
4: it. I, gonna, I wonder <laughs> if you timed it, if that was the one. That's the one pr- they spent the least pride, time. Pride, pride, and idol worship. They leave out of that yeah. because yeah. they want Kenneth Copeland to be their uh, the idol of their life. You're
2: gonna be cast so them in gold. You're gonna be asking that question several times throughout some of these shenanigans. Um, let me tell you who Stephen Strang is, uh, because now he is he has introduced himself as a publisher. Uh, Copeland has introduced him as a journalist and an investigator. <laughs> Stephen Strang is, and this also comes from his page. I, I try to well, verify. Stephen th-
0: Strange is the ancient one. i <laughs> can tell you that. I, I tried to <laughs> verify this first
2: sentence. Um, He's seen 10,000 outcomes. <laughs> S- Stephen E. Strang is an award winning journalist who founded Charisma Magazine, the only national evangelical magazine to endorse President Trump. He's also the best sell- selling author of God and Donald Trump. Voted by Time Magazine as one of the uh, as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America, Strang has interviewed four U.S. presidents and has been featured on many media outlets, including Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and CBN. Um, Charisma Magazine, just for some some background. Uh, is also known as Charisma Plus Christian Life. It's a monthly Christian magazine ba- uh, based in, a good thing. in Lake Mary, <laughs> Florida, a suburb of Orlando. It's aimed at Pentecostals and charismatics. Uh, the, oh, makes sense.
0: That's, yeah. That is as broad a term as influencer. Right, isn't it? Charismatic. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm sure like they're doing that as a blanket d- statement so that way they don't
4: offend the guy that plays with the rattlesnakes on stage. But you
2: immediately know
4: what it means. Yeah.
2: Like, you know that, like.
0: The kind of person who thinks that. Yeah. All, yeah.
2: all of the extremists. Christians. Yeah. <laughs> um, its perspective is influenced by the charismatic revivalism and other contemporary streams of charismatic Christianity, such as the Toronto Blessing, International House of Prayer, not to be confused with IHOP, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apostolic. Aposto- so
0: I've missed that when I was there. What's
2: going on? I came here for pancakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Apostolic prophetic movement. Uh, his works include. Um, God, Trump, and the 2020 election. God and Donald Trump. Trump aftershock. These are all books. God, Trump, and COVID nineteen. Old man, new man. Um, and God and cancel culture. He's basically old it, man, it, new man. All like the his Republican talking yeah. points <laughs> like plus God. Yeah. Uh, Old man, new man. He cranked out five Trump books
0: in the four years Trump was president.
2: uh, uh, So God Trump in 2020 was in 2020. God and Donald Trump 2017. Trump aftershock 2018. God Trump and COVID 19 2020. And God and cancel culture. I believe that was 2021, but it may have been 2020. Um, Old man, new man was in 2000. So that's why it doesn't sound like old man, new man. I swear, sounds like like a Dr. Seuss book, right? (laughs) Um, it's basically a self-help book that like that's all it he's is. He's
0: co-writing with those with sweet people, right? He's go like he has ghost I'm assuming. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. He does. Just to pimp out book. Either that, that or you don't you
4: like, don't crank that many books out in that. Either short that or time.
0: he's sharing Kenneth's cocaine and like let's do this. Uh, yeah. I mean, but
4: could, all- could you imagine like being the ghostwriter just like. All the self-loathing that you would
0: feel after a project is the, finished. They're yeah. all they're all Amazon published books. So like uh, uh, there are those books that like they don't print them until someone buys a copy. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there there are none. No copies out there unless someone specifically he, orders it. He's a fucking author in the same way that we are authors.
2: As in, we could do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just has a few times. And I would bet you, and I'm not going to read any of them, but I would bet you that it's about, like, you it, know, what it's you do? the Bill O'Reilly theory. Like, killing Lincoln, we should, killing Jesus, we should Put ki- this like,
0: episode into a text generator and see whatever it spits out, and then throw that on a, a book. Just call it, like, entitle it about him <laughs> yeah, and <no>. just self publish <laughs> it. No shit. Um, oh, we
4: would get a cease and desist letter so oh, fast, sure, so, yeah. fast.
2: <laughs> so fast, so um, fast. That in libel. All right, so I'm gonna let uh, Copeland go, Copeland String. It's gonna be this whole episode, just their conversation, um, and uh, we're gonna question some of their fucking beliefs on religion. It's like you're a fucking preacher, and some of these some of these things that you say are ridiculous. And uh, here's one.
3: We're uh, we're discussing. This uh, 2020 election, of course. And persecution has always come primarily from bad government. I mean, you go, well, God's people have been persecuted by bad government. That's the reason for the United States. I mean, it was bad government that pushed people over here to risk their very lives, and a lot of them didn't make it to get out from under bad government that hated God.
2: I don't know that they hated God. I would say that the like he's handing his
4: congregation a bat and setting the Democrats on the tee.
0: Yeah. Well, and like Strang's going to swing in a second. Some of them did leave for. Religious persecution. Some of them left it just like to strike out on their own and the the promise of land and like the a new life. Like but, I would not say. But also, the people who left for religion didn't leave for the what he's preaching. No, sp- yeah. specifically. No, he like he
4: he hits the the logical talking points. That like, there's logical truths in in all that he's saying, but he's trying to apply it in a spot where it doesn't exist. Where it
2: does. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's, like that's what all these if guys a, do.
4: If you were a preacher with good conscience. You need to be preaching the way that Jesus lived and the way you should base your life off of it. Like, if you're a a true Christian, you need to live like Jesus lived, where you love everybody. I read the Bible once. Jesus would flip this guy's table over. that that, That is his second most important commandment that he gives to the people. Yeah. Yeah, I also that don't know why you will why love you your neighbor would, as thyself.
0: That's such a weird view of history too. To be like, look, like because they didn't leave to form a new country. That happened later after they'd been here. They right. came as people. They they were Britons, like Britons, when they came. Yeah, here. they came right. over here as colonials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, like, I love that his history is like, no, God clearly chose America. Because we have the most capital right now, or the biggest army, or the biggest dick—I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But like, why not England? Ha- hasn't, haven't they been worshiping Jesus and God way longer? The thing. Well, that
4: was the foundation of England when they were made. It right.
0: Was, like, why wouldn't that be his, his chosen place? I don't. They understand were the people under that God. Viewpoint. Of yeah. Like,
2: well, it's because they have been. Uh, the, the, Copeland bought into some fucking propaganda a long ass time ago, and now he's trying to propagandize people. It's that whole idea that we're number one because we said so. Foam finger. Yeah, and he's using it. He's using God to perpetuate that that propaganda. But that's all it is. It's that he bought into it, and now he's trying to sell that. And like, and that's
0: (laughs) it's the same people who would have said like, it's boomers. That (laughs) was just (laughs) (laughs) fucking boomers. Kenny Kenny is a boomer. So.
2: so, uh, uh, Strang, though you, you talked about handing the audience a bat, um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 then letting them do like Strang's going to swing it. He's going to he's going to see that that, that, t- that t ball has been placed, um, and and here comes his swing.
3: Now that government claimed claimed to love God. And here I have in my possession, and I'm reading from the King James version of the Bible. Not my own Bible, because <laughs> fuck
2: that shit. But he it, does not it, know it how to sell a gift.
3: The people... It was the There's a reason
2: met. that I left all of the weird pauses in cuz like normally it feels uncomfortable. It does feel uncomfortable. Normally I would cut that shit out just so because I would be like that's where I'm going to talk and then we'll move on to the point. The the reason that I kept it in for this episode specifically is because you can hear him trying to figure out like he's so used to yeah, going the gears up, are Yeah, he's so used to going up on stage and doing it that he doesn't need to prepare so he's doing it in the moment because he's comfortable with the grift that he's been able to be successful at but if you're if you can step outside of the fucking audience I have a mind, hypothesis
4: on like why he's struggling with it because he's he's using the term the government the government okay well right now Donald Trump is in power like in the right in the time and, and, frame of what this episode is taking right. place and He's like trying to somehow still
0: spin it that the government's bad. Yeah, the deep state right yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure his line will be there like he's not government he's an outsider he's the prophet or sent by God he's yeah. been the government for four years <laughs> yeah. at this point <laughs> um, but but just so you know that's uh, that's why we're gonna get some of those
2: awkward moments in there is because I really enjoyed as I was watching it cause it's so
0: much better like to watch it happen cause you can see do they cut back to the audience members like in a, you know like no uh, the audience you can, where they...
2: you can only see the front row of the audience the back of their heads okay. like so it's like a wrestling hard cam yeah like you know and now they do have close just out of
4: just out of view of the camera is the please clap sign yeah
2: (laughs) no shit and like some and they don't abide all the
0: time i'm guessing like uh his uh viewers are about as old as he is oh yeah oh yeah definitely yeah they've sent him money
2: <laughs> the, they've been sending him money for a long time from their social security checks. Like, yeah, definitely,
1: and that's still true today. It's true today where uh, Christians are persecuted, and there's many Christians persecuted all over the world. And it's it's with totalitarian governments, leftist governments, socialist governments, and you know Donald Trump has actually um, lobbied on behalf of religious freedom in different parts of the world. You know he. I noticed that.
2: I I did not. <laughs> I did not. I was, I was gonna say when did that we were, happen? We were covering that
0: and, pretty pretty. Close and I and I
2: specifically looked for that, even knowing that I had already spent four years talking about every fucking move that he made. Like I still went and was like, "How wait, does what, he? What, wait, what? Lobby? what, what did that happen? Yeah, no, he doesn't. He lobbers He la- lobbers. Well, <laughs> he, I like how he goes, and this is from the
4: King James version of the Bible, and he says four words. Yeah, like okay, uh, can you give
0: me a book, a context, and a chapter, anything, and, and all, some verses? What, 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 nope. the, what did right. the King James Bible say? Governments are bad. Is that it? But not in those words. Yeah, but. Like,
2: because the King James Bible doesn't say that. Um, like it's it's in very different contexts.
4: Like yeah. a lot of the times when the Apostle Paul is writing, he'll talk about his time in which he is persecuted and jailed. Right. And well yeah like that like yeah that happens but it, like it's not just as simple as four what? words like the whole Bible talks about this okay no give me a verse and man.
2: Jesus wasn't like Jesus like Jesus was persecuted by the government yeah like he was because he yeah. was because he was speaking out against Judaism like he, he wasn't speaking out against Judaism but like they were saying there dangerous were dangerous people too, yeah. that believed he was the messiah so it was dangerous i mean from their perspective he was QAnon, like of the time uh hot take brandon <laughs> i'm Jesus just just
4: not like it. It makes sense. It's it's a metaphor, right? But yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it does make it sense. It makes it's sense from their from their perspective. Like, Q like if QAnon were actually right, th- they're not.
2: Right. So that <laughs> right. Maybe not give them that metaphor. If, <laughs> if, if Q, if if Q it, were real, this, em, this emboldens the Qs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it does. That's bad. But the cues aren't listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, they they stopped the last time they heard a fucking and dishonorable well, they, mention.
0: I, and I like. I don't get it because I'm sure if you ask these people, they, they would complain that, like, the government was bad under Obama, but, like, somehow it became really good under Trump or, I, like, God is acting through – I'll like, tell what you right changed? now,
4: my life didn't change one iota as a Christian –
0: no, right. and like, and it—you it, don't have to look very far to see ways that the American government has failed or persecuted people in an unChristian way. Right, people on death row, like the, the Innocence Project, has, but they has freed how many people on death but row? They should, over shouldn't they only evidence? be
2: failing and succeeding in an unChristian way? Bec- based on a separation of church and state, there should not Christianity shouldn't come into play when the state fails or succeeds someone. It, I think shouldn't. religion
0: works best when they they step out of the po- political sphere or the government sphere like I, think, I don't think they should have a say in that because that's not where their role like yeah spirituality shouldn't have anything to do with politics I, do, I
2: think people fuck up religion so even if religion is for if it is a good thing uh, and teaches a, a, a good set of morals and a good uh way
4: there's, of life there's the, a
2: lot of churches
4: that fail at that yeah which is why like I can understand why a lot of people dislike religion.
2: Right. Yeah. Like I can I can see I have less I have much less of a problem with spirituality than I do with religion because religion brings people in to talk about it and then people have ulterior motives because people are fucking yeah. shitty and then and then they well, abuse like, it and they prey on weak people. So over,
4: over the past two elections, my church didn't mention it at all throughout the See, entire period.
2: Yeah, and that's not the way it should be. That's the way, a, it, should that's be, probably, way yeah. it should
0: be. In the same way that, and that the they're state supposed to give shouldn't guidance. Be... Like if you come to like your your local priest and you're like I have I'm having conflicts about who I should vote for. That's a one-on-one conversation that should happen. It should never happen with him on the pulpit being like this is what you should yeah. do. Right. Right. Um one of the things that I thought with, was, with
4: how much we're founded on separation of church and state or at least you know what is written uh it just feels dirty when they get up there and, and preach about it. Yeah.
2: One hundred percent. One of the things that I thought was interesting though about the the last clip and the, the way he made that move to uh Strang said totalitarianism. Christians Christians are constantly persecuted by totalitarians. And then I think like for a brief second he was like fuck that's our guys i mean leftists and yeah, socialists yeah. Socialist, like yeah. he, he quickly tied left he quickly and defined it he defined that yeah. term as like only the yeah and to me it was like oh shit like i i fucking said the wrong word <laughs> like and i'm not saying that he believes that trump was totalitarian because i guarantee you he doesn't believe that but he had to tie the term to yeah. the other side yeah.
4: he's like to, oh uh but Nazism was totalitarian, and that's on the right side. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. He had to very quickly, yeah, he had to define it in a way that like, only painted his enemies with, like, we're going to leave out uh, China or Russia or anybody who's more right wing. Let's just call them the blue states, guys. Yeah. The blue states, they go on.
1: He has, uh, he put uh, Senator Sam Brown back as the ambassador for the international religious freedom. We're the only country that has an ambassador for that. He made h- an historic speech at the United Nations last and fall. Historic. It's a, I, it was so Journalism. good, I actually put it at the back of the book as an index. It is just a <laughs> wonderful articulation <laughs> of how important religious freedom is, not only in the United States, but around the world. Uh, remember that missionary, uh, Andrew Brunson, that was in Turkey? And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, because you know, they don't play it up in the news media, of course, but he's a spirit filled missionary. He's one of us, you know, he wasn't just some, I mean, it's horrible for any missionary to be persecuted.
2: Thank you for asking. Does, Jim. does he get
4: to that point? Is he talking of, about Trump? Of, no. Wait. No. Trump's no. a missionary. No. So he never no, got. No, no. He never brings up what what that
2: missionary no. was doing. He he was ne- just like this guy in Turkey. Oh, yeah. okay. He never does. He he talks about how uh, Sam Brownback is the ambassador of religious freedom, um, and apparently we're the only country that does that. Except that's not fucking true, uh, because uh, it looks like a shit ton of countries have that. Burma, China. Uh, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia. And what's weird <laughs> about so all those There's is a that, lengthy list. Yeah, a, <laughs> well, a, a and very lengthy a list. A lot
0: of those countries, I guarantee you, just from reading the names of those countries and what I know about how totalitarian they are, what they mean by religious freedom is our religion or else. Yeah, <laughs> right. Now, let me explain to you real quick before I finish, let him finish
2: this— Point who Andrew Brunson is now. Andrew Brunson was a missionary who was uh, captured in Turkey and was held captive for a few years. Donald Trump made it a priority to get him out. I look okay.
4: So they they brought up the name in hopes that the audience would know who he was. Wouldn't know who
2: he was. Wouldn't know. okay. W- Right, yeah, I have, or yeah. or maybe would because they they name drop a lot of other people that I would hope the yeah, like they didn't, didn't know who they, they, just, they were. They they brought his name up and then had
4: no context around it.
2: Andrew Craig Brunson uh, is an American pastor and teaching elder of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Brunson was an evangelical pastor of the Izmir uh, Resurrection Church, a small Protestant church with about twenty five congregants. T um, online in Scra- Turkey, uh, yes. Uh, t online describes the church as having been held in a room in a tenement brunson was arrested in october 2016 in turkey where he had lived since the mid-1990s before for being associated uh he was arrested for being associated with the gulenist terror group and the pkk as well as espionage during the purges following the 2016 turkish coup d'etat attempt against the democratically elected government of Erdogan, um, along with the arrest of tens of thousands of Gulenists, Turkish military personnel, civil servants, educators, academics, dissidents, and journalists. In 2019, Brunson published a memoir about his career. Um, I didn't look into his ties with the terror organizations or whatever, um, but I did. I think it's very possible that was trumped up just by people it, who are trying there, to take over the government. There, yeah, it very well yeah. could be.
0: Probably still didn't deserve to be locked up in jail. And did, did Trump got him released, right? Yeah. He did? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Tur- Turkey's, a power yeah. Keg of
0: I'm happy, a lot of and, I, I, I'm, and I'm not gonna sit here and say that Erdogan
2: has a great fucking government because I don't believe that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you said democratically elected, like I, I was I like, like yeah, air, yeah, air yeah, quotes, yeah, yeah, yeah. air quotes to that too. Um they learned a lot from Putin over the years. And so we'll let we'll let Strang continue his story about Brunson and finish his point.
1: But you know that people were just praying, praying, praying to get him out, and any other president, any other State Department would have let that poor man rot in jail. Yeah. You know, they would That's have right. they would have done a little bit of diplomatic whatever they do. Governing. Donald Trump <laughs> made it an international issue. He put um tariffs and, and uh things on turkey that made their currency plummet, their stock market plummet. They they were going like, "Uncle, you know, yeah. here take your missionary uh lift these sanctions that that we put on them." And does that remind you of a certain king that had a certain
3: <laughs> woman that was uh, Was the wife of Abraham? Get that (laughs) woman out of here! (laughs) That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Do you have any any
0: idea? Wait a minute.
2: That happened in the Bible? Yes, and I look. King Cyrus. King Cyrus. Uh, So, so let me explain to you the story that he is referencing. So, in biblical narrative, Sarah, the wife of Abraham, in two places in the narrative, he says, "Sarah is his sister, Genesis 12:10 through131, in the encounter with Pharaoh and Genesis 20, the encounter with uh, a bim. I don't know another another powerful two encounter Abimelech, Abimelech, something like that. fair enough biblical scholars, you can get mad. I don't think you're listening anymore anyway. Uh, Knowing Sarah to be a great beauty and fearing the Pharaoh would kill Abraham to be with Sarah, Abraham asked Sarah to tell Pharaoh that she is his sister. She was originally called Sarai Sarai, um, in the narrative of the covenant of the pieces in Genesis 17, during which Yahweh promises Abram that he and Sarai will have a son abram is renamed as abraham and sari is renamed as sarah there are folk etymologies that explain their old and new names um terah with abram as he was then called Sari and lot departed for canaan but stopped in a place named haran where terah remained until he died at the age of 205. Yahweh had told Abram to leave his country and his father's house for a land that he would show him, promising to make a great nation bless him and make his name great, Uh, bless those who blessed him, and curse him that curses him. Following God's command, Abram took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and the wealth and slaves that they had acquired and traveled to Sechem and Canaan. Uh, Abram was seventy-five at this time, so that's the that's the story that he is referencing. Um, and Cyrus was the pharaoh at the time. How does that relate to what Trump? It fucking did doesn't at all. at all. It doesn't. He's he he's more or less trying to compare
4: Trump to God. And something tells me God would be none too happy about this yeah, comparison. Yeah, I, I
0: just wonder if that's but, the the best story you could go to, like, d- to do a comparison with Trump and the Lord. It's funny because to me... I mean, that's textbook idolatry. To and me, they're just like, yeah, whatever. This to, is what you
4: should believe. But
2: here's the thing. I don't think he understands what he is doing. I think that... that Col- Can't be. I think Copeland knows or believes that he knows the Bible so well. That, that he, he just forgets what Moses' Ten Commandments well, are. And, <laughs> and he's just throwing it out as it's, like, common knowledge. Like, I'm just going to reach for this one Bible story because I know it off the top of my head, even though it doesn't really fucking relate to any
0: point that he is making. When he does, and the fact that he doesn't really name it, you had to go hunt it down. It's yeah. almost he does it just to be like, I have so much knowledge. And it reminds right. me of the Bible that I know so well, and I'll chuckle to myself. And I'm not saying, like, I, look, I'm this is a guy who doesn't know
2: how to do does, a good show. Does he show. come to
4: name King Cyrus in his next? Yeah. The, the, okay, so
2: he actually like
4: he, he pulls it out of the memory bank. He, they will instead of just a certain king that we know. I, about.
2: I don't know which one it is uh, that names him, but Cyrus does come up. And then I okay, I'll, I'll, so so Kenny learned about it a long time ago and just forgot. And Just forgot it. Too much cocaine in the seventies, <laughs> you know.
1: And uh, twenty four hours in twenty four hour period. Uh, Andrew Brunson went from being in a jail to being at the White House. Isn't that- <laughs> Met with President Bush, uh, with President Trump, and at the end, he asked the president, while the TV cameras were rolling, if he could pray for him. He got on his knees, put his hand Wasn't on him. that a scene! And prayed that God would fill him with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a bold prayer.
2: No, it's not. And you know, Donald Trump did not do that. That's a very
1: favor. He already had the Christian vote, if you know what I mean. But it was a principle. He believes in it. He really believes in it.
3: Stephen, the man has said over and over and over if it's the right thing to do, do
2: it. I'm pretty positive that that's not Trump's fucking motto. No. If it's the right thing, do it. If it's the right thing for me, do it, maybe. (laughs) But. That, that doesn't, that he, doesn't. Wouldn't,
4: he wouldn't have so many failed businesses where the little guys
2: that work for him get crushed. Trump is running like I feel like Ken Copeland and uh, Steven Strang both feel like God is playing mafia protection for Donald Trump.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a billionaire. He's not used to thinking, do we have the money? He's used to thinking, I don't care what it takes. Let's get the man out of there. Yeah. Now, if I have to if I have to put the twist on those people, just twist it on. Well, they might attack you. Well, bring it on. Then, when you do that, they don't. They don't. No bully
1: ever takes the challenge. And um, Donald Trump not great is advice? strong. He can stand up to these bullies. Almost nobody else does. And he is attacked every single day. It's amazing. I believe that there's got to be some kind of hedge of protection around him from the Lord. Yeah, you know it is.
3: <laughs>
2: so, oh, my God. I mean, no,
4: no bully ever takes the challenge. Tell it to every kid that finally stood up to the bully and wind up, wound up missing some teeth. Yeah, no shit. Also, Donald
2: Trump is the bully in this analogy. Like, yeah. love, <laughs> like, like What the fuck? Like, you guys are misplaying this whole thing. The other thing, too, that like so astonished me... In that clip, like when I was watching the show and I got to that part, it was just like, does he, all I can th- hear in my head every time I listen to that line is, what would
0: Jesus do? Well, he would obviously put the twist on these people. Like, <laughs> what the well, fuck, dude? Does he ever claim to have a, like, has he met with Trump? Has Kenny... Uh yes okay yeah, yeah and he'll talk he, about it later he talks yeah because he talks about it as if he knows the way and a lot of people did a it lot we, of
4: they just got together and they double dutch ruddered each other well yeah and
0: whether <laughs> you're talking about like the the preacher the prosperity preachers or the Alex Jones or whoever they are whatever scammer that's using the fact that they met Trump once or were invited to the White right. House or got a Presidential Medal of Freedom yeah um they use it as this thing of like look like they insinuate they talk to him all the time as they the know award what the was thinking yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. It's like getting the key to the city, you know.
2: Yeah. But then they give <laughs> themselves up later cuz like later uh, he'll talk about his interaction with Trump and it'll make you laugh when you Can, realize how brief it is. Yeah. It always is. It's always
0: yeah. like because when they actually talk about it they only have the one story and you realize like, oh, nothing yeah. happened. Like, you So, don't so it's like talk going
4: go, when you go see a comedian like like 5 seconds after the show is over, where yeah. you, "Hey, come take my picture.
2: Hey, I talked to this yeah. guy in this band." I said,
4: "Hi to Jay Chandra yeah, <laughs> yeah, Right.
2: <laughs> um it, they're, they're fucking weird guys.
1: I mean, just every single day at something new. And, you know, you would know better than I do because you've been with him more times. I've only, I interviewed him once and talked to him on the telephone once. But you've met with him and, um, you know, he, he just seems happy.
4: Does he you no. know he, like no, he, he doesn't,
1: doesn't he. have a, a care in the world. And yet, you know, that all the pressures of life are on top of him. I no, try to not. go into this in the book because, you know, the media has created a caricature of Donald Trump. In fact, when I met him um, in the two, 2016 election and interviewed him, I rather expected him to be kind of the brusque person that we see on the TV. He's, he's not at all. Not at all. He was he was polite. He was respectful I had a certain length of time. I had my questions ready. In fact, you gave me one of the questions. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> I was writing. I said, I'm interviewing Donald Trump. And they were and Copeland's I several questions. People. I asked Governor Mike Huckabee as well. And I asked him your question. And um, he, But he was respectful. He was soft-spoken. And I write about this in the book, I uh, Trump in the 2020 election to tell what he's really like. And I interview people uh, like, Paula White Kane and others who know him very well. Uh Mike Evans says that he he walks around saying thank you every other word in just his conversation. I write about how he plays chess with Barron when he has time in the White House. I mean just things that you don't, you know, some glimpses into what he's really like.
2: Here's a glimpse into this uh the background of this show. That clip is called Happy Trump, Checkmate. Uh, <laughs> um, so let me explain some names that we just uh heard. Um, Paula White Cain I know Frank That yeah. you, you're familiar With, with Miss Not Kane. super familiar But I know her As a grifter She's it, popped up a, a lot she In bar- connection to other grifters Paula Michelle White Cain Is an American preacher Author televangelist As well as proponent Of prosperity theology mm. And Christian Trumpism white became the chair of the evangelical advisory board in donald trump's administration she delivered the invocation at his inauguration on january 20th 2017 she is what we are listening to in female form um she uh she was on the jim baker show
4: anybody at one that point. right anybody yeah. that is a pros- that's probably where i can yeah them. anybody that is a prosperity ministry christian you don't ever say that they mean well. No, they don't. They're no. trying to take your money. Look Any, at Joel yeah,
2: Stein's house. Anybody who and they never do anything good with that money. Christian they, Trumpism,
0: like they buy that, jets.
2: Yeah, I that term scares
0: me. It's Christian ideal. It's idol Trumpism. worshiping in the fucking title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? You guys are Christianing wrong. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. You're putting his Figured name. Out. You're putting his name literally next to the name that you revere the most. Paula White was at once, uh, and many
2: more times than once, but she's been a guest on the Jim Baker show. Jim Baker is very much in the Copeland. Uh, pat robertson's fear of tv of uh televangelist but paula white was on the jim baker show at one point when they were doing their grift and like and she came on and was just like you should write a thousand dollar check right now fucking ten thousand yeah. dollars like to get him like a fucking private jet and then she made she pitched to the audience that it wasn't wrong for him to have a private jet because he was doing god's work and i just yeah, like boy. what the fuck is going on um I bet she drives a Bentley. He also he, I, I'm guarantee that she does. I mean I don't well, she has if you drive it. a Bentley for her, right. Louis
4: Vuitton shoes.
2: Um she, he also named dropped Mike Evans. Mike Evans as being someone who said he was he's always happy. Thank you is is what he says after every word. Well, yes, if you're kissing his ass, <laughs> thank you is what he says. What is he,
4: a Chick-fil-A employee? Um. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs>
2: Uh, Friends of Zion Museum founder and evangelical advisor to President Trump, Dr. Mike Evans, uh, says historic peace agreement between Israel and UAE is just the beginning. This guy is a—he hmm. a, a, he, wonder what he says about it now. <laughs> he basically is a Jews for Jesus type guy, um, and like the, I haven't been able to confirm this. Next How does? that's a a paradox oh yeah oh Oh, oh, wait oh wait don't don't spoil it yet because we're going to in just a second we're going to get into where i'm not i'm not saying that in
4: like a disparaging way like judaism if you're a follower fine
2: but but you know as well as i do that that is a paradox yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is Uh, i can't confirm that this next headline came from mike evans site but it's it first of all it's a sympathetic to mike evans um, Mike Evans is on the fucking cover photo of this of this article. Um, and it feels very similar to everything that I read that came from mike evans this is uh this article is facebook bans the largest pro israel voice in the world um on may 15th without warning or notice facebook deleted the largest pro israel group in the world from its service careful a carefully coordinated attack launched from several muslim nations brought bogus and baseless complaints against the judaism or the jerusalem prayer team facebook believed the lies and unpublished a page with 77 Million followers is what it says. That seems inflated. Uh, yeah, it does. We are not going to be silenced. We are going to continue to take a stand for Israel and speak out. We invite you to read the entire story, but you have to pay. Um, <laughs> so that, but that's a little bit but of you have to pay. <laughs> that's yeah. I I added that last part. Um, it's behind the paywall. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> speaking of praying, apparently Trump, it's like his favorite fucking
1: thing to do. Then he met with the the ministers, uh, you and Gloria were there where he had a state dinner. Never in the history has there been a state dinner for Christian leaders. And then he turns over the pulpit, which is a pretty brave thing to do when you got a room full of-
3: Everybody (laughs) everybody laughed. He said, now just take your time. Anybody that wants to give, and everybody kind
1: of laughed. He said, well, not too much time. (laughs) And then he also- So I think that even that shows a certain amount of humility, a certain interest in learning from other Christian leaders. But when they asked him, one of the people asked him, and you would remember better than I do, although I document this in the book, how did he want to be remembered? He said he wants to be remembered as the president that prays more than any. Any other president. That's what he said. Which you would never, never expect Donald Trump to say. And whether or not he prays more than... The fact that he would even think about it, I think is pretty significant. And it also is a little glimpse that there's a lot of prayer going on when the cameras aren't around. That's right.
2: Or lies. You know. Yeah. Either way. Like, come on, dude. They're like,
0: do you guys... Are you guys grifting or are you being grifted? There was no point in the four years Trump was president that enough time went by without him tweeting that he could have been praying well, he's either tweeting told, or watching Fox his, News or yeah. eating McDonald's and drinking Diet if he wasn't Diet calling Cokes. into Fox News or or, or tweeting yeah. he was like there was no he was, and it was all vitriol it was all anger are you telling me he was sitting there being like she was bleeding from her face on her knees and yeah. then being like dear God like yeah. fuck you right. he's, he was not. He's,
2: he's super happy and nice also first of all he made he makes the claim that no uh, state dinner has ever been held for Christian leaders they before it they all the time I am not gonna look that up because don't, don't I've, they have I've lived through them they oh. have a yearly the one <laughs> yeah, that takes the, place in these, like, well
4: and especially after uh election and inauguration day they have that breakfast where yeah yeah the, the national prayer breakfast yeah,
2: yeah. So I didn't even I didn't even try to fact check that because as soon as it's I heard it I was like that lie. is blatantly well, oh I guess you bullshit. could make an argument
4: against breakfast because it's breakfast and not dinner oh yeah like,
0: <laughs> uh, okay we <We're laughs> am pedantic about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it
2: wasn't at 7 p.m. it was at 7 a.m. And plus Trump saying that uh, that he wants to be the guy that prays a lot and even if Trump was the first guy to hold a state dinner for like he's not. It's not because he gives a shit about religion or God or being G- Christ-like. It's because he's li- he's securing he knows the he vote. Get a, yeah, he's getting
4: a good chunk of supporters yeah. out of that right. section of like, this is American it. life.
2: This isn't for God or humanity. This is for Trump. Everything, all of, the, and that's why I ask: like, are you guys grifting or are you being grifted? Because part of me believes that you believe this. Like, part of me also believes that you know what you're selling and it's you the know grift. setting up the grift. Right, but like there is part of that to me. That, like, I've met people, very very religious people, that believe that type of shit. And so when I hear them say it, I'm like, I know that you guys are evil, and you know what you're doing to get to milk money out of people. But, like, part of me also knows that you're really stupid, too. And you might actually believe him when he says, I want to be known as the president that prays the most. Um he also wants to be known as the president with the biggest dick and the yeah. best hair. and the <laughs> biggest uh, hands. Yeah. Um, the most the money. guy that renamed the mountain. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so Trump, and, and if you want any more evidence at, of him saying shit just to lock in the vote, all you have to do is look at his group of religious friends.
3: When we walked into that meeting in Trump Tower— Gloria and I were sitting at the end of the table there. He just walked by us. Well, I've never met him. He said, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, I watch you on television all the time and just
1: kept That going. was
2: their interaction.
1: <laughs> like him said, passing. What? You know, a lot of people don't know this, but he has said similar things to Jim Baker, who would have thought. He watches David Jeremiah. And I really think that it was Christian television, him sitting late at night, watching Paula White. That's what got his attention. Got his attention. <laughs> watching her. I wonder why. And he called her up and he said that she had the it factor. You know how somebody has it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's and a television he, guy. <laughs> yeah, he knows that. He's hes very uh, canny on those kinds of things and Ford and started a relationship. And I, I've known Paula for years. <clears throat> I knew her back in that era. I remembered in conversation her telling how this celebrity had called her ministry office I mean, I just remember it um, because it was just kind of odd. You know, little did I know that a friendship would develop and that she would help, I guess, disciple him. Of
2: course, a fucking friendship would develop. Again, we're trying to lock in the vote. There's, There's a couple of names. We've talked about Paula White now. Uh, we it, I, I want to touch on David Jeremiah. Um, David Paul Jeremiah is an American conservative evangelical Christian author, founder of Turning Point Radio and Television Ministries, and senior pastor of Shadow Mountain Community Church, a Southern Baptist megachurch in El Cajun, California, a suburb of San Diego. Um, Shadow, Shadow Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. That sounds That's fucking G.I. Joe-esque. Right? Uh, yeah. Shadow Mountain. A little bit. Like does Skeletor do your fucking homilies and shit? Is that is that how this goes?
0: Uh, what uh, what about Shadow Mountain says like God to you? That, that it, it feels like it should be like a theme park ride, right? What, yeah, like Magic Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like the place like Area Fifty One is built into the side of a mountain, and, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah,
2: Shadow uh, Mountain.
0: He also talked about Jim Baker. One day, we will probably do
2: an episode on Jim Baker. Jim <laughs> Jim, Jim Baker is very similar um, to Ken Copeland. Uh, just it, as old, just as crazy. Uh, uh, Both have legal troubles. Um, <laughs> James Orson Baker, uh, better known as Jim Baker, is an American televangelist, entrepreneur, and convicted fraudster. Between 17, or 1974 and- a Convicted fraudster, but still has a, a job yes. as a televangelist? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, just wait until you hear his list of fucking crimes. Um, Between 1974 and 1987, Baker hosted a television program, the PTL Club, with his uh, then-wife Tammy Faye, and developed Heritage USA, a now-defunct Christian theme park in Fort Mill, South Carolina. That sounds like tons of fun. Christian theme park? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's where Shadow Mountain should be. (laughs) Yeah. In the late 1980s, Baker resigned from the PTL ministry over a cover-up of hush money to church secretary Jessica Hahn for an alleged rape. Uh, Subsequent revelations of accounting fraud brought about felony charges, conviction, imprisonment, and divorce. Baker later remarried and returned to televangelism, founding the Morningside Church in Blue Eye, Missouri, and reestablishing the PTL ministry. He currently hosts the Jim Baker Show, which focuses on discussing biblical prophecy while promoting emergency survival products. Baker has written several books, including I Was Wrong and and Time Has Come, How to Prepare for how to prepare now for epic events ahead. So
0: he's Alex Jones
2: exactly. with a they, lot more uh, God in the background. I think yeah. he's
0: been on Alex Jones quite a bit. I think I know Jim Baker from InfoWars. Yeah I, yeah, I believe so too. He um, sounds like a peach. Yeah, he's... I don't want a preacher who's selling me survival goods. Boner like a, pills? A clear conflict <laughs> <of interest laughs> to Be like boner pills and bone broth you, wait, and freeze-dried. Like, food. You know not right, the guy if, that raped somebody to be selling
2: oh, yeah, boner yeah, yeah, anything? Goddamn.
4: Yeah, pain. I mean, but if you're the guy what?
0: that's supposed to be shepherding me into the afterlife, why are you selling me stuff? Try to like prevent, like pre- <laughs> prolong prevent? my life. <laughs> how, how does, you be that, like, how does
4: the saying go? Like you are who you keep, or something like that. Yeah. It's like you are who your friends are, and like. It-
0: well,
2: and this, this, is, this is Don's good friend apparently. Well, and this is why I'm trying to paint the picture of who Kenneth Copeland's fucking good hush money are. fraudster, like rapist. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the reason too, and I should have said this earlier.
0: Um, I I had this one, or I, in my his, notes co- I had this his a little. His company out of order. is a scam, and then he got fired from that company for running a scam on the scam. Right, That's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Ponzi scheme and the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, and now <laughs> he's like the like if you're a bank robber, but every time you and your crew rob the bank, you steal a little bit out of their money and put it in your pocket. Like <laughs> yeah. what the fuck, dude?
2: And now he's back on
0: TV. He's essentially still running the gang. Yeah, like how stupid is the gang
2: and how stupid is the fucking is is the, the very uh, charismatic klepto. Um, the reason too, that, uh, that, uh, first of all, the reason that Donald Trump knows these people is because of the evangelical vote. He, I do remember him calling that conference of Christian leaders, which yeah. was just all crazy televangelists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joel Osteen might've even been part of that too. I, he, he would surprised. certainly fit in. Yeah. Um, but he's always
0: got a book. To the read reason
2: him. that these guys know each other, Ken, Kenneth Copeland and, uh, and Strang especially knows all of these people because which is something that I should have started off in his like part portfolio. Stephen Strang is also a uh, a regular guest on the Jim Baker show uh life with Lori, which is hosted by jim baker's daughter uh the mondo show Skywatch, tv and nepotism the s- and the 700 club with pat yeah. robertson like th- th- he's just a, he's a go-to you guest. are the pe- you are the people that you
0: keep or whatever yeah. like yeah. yeah
2: like these guys are all just shitty which, i mean considering
0: didn't he write what five books on trump in fucking four years in like, like three no years. wonder yeah no yeah. wonder he keeps doing the
2: circuit he's always on book tours um. Yeah. So. So they go on in a
4: clip that I call flip flopping for. I wonder God. if he just has like a template and he changes it around a couple of chapters. Like there's like two or three chapters that are blank and everything else is the same. They just cross
2: out keywords, and they're like, just write COVID in this time. <laughs> yeah. he just takes
0: people, people tweet at him. He, he like copy and paste, puts it in a notes app. He gets 20,000 words. they like, there, publish it. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably Trump <laughs> tweeting at him. That's what he was doing the whole time.
2: Oh, yeah, you could easily write five books in, in four years with <laughs> yeah, Trump yeah. tweets.
1: <laughs> it showed that there was something going on in here. He became more serious about life. Um, he went from being pro-abortion to pro-life. He started thinking about what he wanted to do, you know, whatever years he had on Earth, and he ended up being president of the United States. I guess when you earn that much money as a billionaire, <laughs> there's only so many building, more buildings you can build. And and I really believe that God raised him up. I really do. In fact, that's why I wrote my first book, God make and like Donald an Trump. He got bored of being rich,
4: so he became president. We covered right.
1: that election, um, and there are prophecies that he would win against all odds. And all this kind of stuff, and it was an. Un- and then, then he won. The prophecies <laughs> came true, and it was an untold story. What prophecies? And in the past, as a publisher, not we'll you. have an idea nope. for a book, and we'll hire a writer. Hey, answers go. he your he question. he
2: admitted it. I was so upset that he didn't explain. Like, because I wanted the prophecy so bad. Right. What prophecy? Told
0: Nostradamus the dumbass. The Q prophecies. The Q prophecies. Yeah. Uh, that oh, that's where he was gonna go, isn't it? It probably was. <laughs> yeah, um, he's just red pilling these old people. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Um, but he says, you know, he was pro
2: abortion, and now he's pro life. Yeah, yeah
0: he, for he votes, paid for a lot of abortions himself. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs> yeah. Like it's easy to he's be above like, the use of a condom.
0: Well, it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm I'm against abortions. now that I don't need them, because I'm being watched like a hawk, and I can't fuck you know anything right. that
2: moves. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I I just wonder, like, how
2: it it's crazy to me how these guys are pitching this, but then like still pitching themselves as men of God. Like, that's what blows my mind is listening to this conversation and being like, do you guys not get that? Like, I, it's completely I feel, contradictory.
4: I feel so bad for the people that buy into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just being hoodwinked.
0: I also feel bad for those people's children because there's a good chance there's a lot of liberal children who have to talk to these parents and be like, God damn it, quit watching these people and quit going to their studio. Or even
4: worse, they're below the the age of reason they just get brought up in it yeah, yeah.
2: i i feel worse for their children than than the people i could.
0: wish that's kind of why i wish you had a uh, reaction shot of the crowd but i almost think they wouldn't do that because the crowd's so old i, I don't think there's I don't, a lot of kids there i don't
2: think that there's yeah i think the rigor mortis is Would already you, starting and, to, well, to and that's what I'm, that's, I'm
4: that's wondering, why you don't hear very many claps. no i'm wondering they can't how can't fucking move the blood is
0: not there anymore because like evangelicals like it's not something that uh, that is hitting millennials at the rate or the zoomers at the rate. It was the older generations, the boomer, the greatest generation Mm -hmm. and the boomers. Like, so this is theoretically going to die out or are they just going to be replaced with younger people who kind of package it in a more hip way? Well, social security
2: is going to end at some point because we can't afford it. And then this will die. out. But the, the prosperity,
4: (laughs) the prosperity ministries, they target younger people, people that are not financially stable yet. Right. And they is want to make sure that, that they can their, keep their them their way is that forever. Their grift is that, you know, you, you give and give and give until you can't give any more and then God will give back to you. That's the But that, the problem is doesn't usually happen. You're just you yeah. know Buying Joel, stealing a new couch. That's yeah. the
2: that's the Paula White thing. Like yeah. that when Paula White was doing that whole thing on the Jim Baker show that we talked about earlier, where she's like just giving, and giving, and give.
0: Like that was her pitch during that was that God will. She pay was you essentially back. saying, "Buy Doge, buy Doge, He'll go to the
1: moon." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, in this case, because I had interviewed him and because I had been all involved. I wanted to write it myself, and that was the first book to try to tell the untold story of how God used this unlikely billionaire mm-hmm. and raised him up. And and you know the you've heard them uh, this comparison. He was raised up like King Cyrus. Yes. Cyrus was an was a pagan king. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did hear God that God used. You to fucking get the stole Jews that! Back to Jerusalem <laughs>
0: from the guy you're talking and to. And
1: God you. used Donald Trump, this carnal. <laughs> Uh, billionaire who sometimes tweets things that make us cringe, <laughs> but used him to get the embassy from Tel Aviv back to Jerusalem. Right. Just kind of like si- you know, kind of Cyrus. That's
2: how he's comparing him to Cyrus because he moved, he moved the embassy, yeah, the which embassy. was a purely political move by Donald Trump just to just to appeal to the to these this audience. Like that's why he did that. There's no other reason that a million other fucking administrations haven't done it because they knew of they knew what the fallout would be like. You know, like and and I agree. I've had the argument with with conservatives before that like, well, all of Congress had signed off on this administrations ago that yeah. it should be moved. Yeah, and they're idiots for doing that. I like that's right. that's my stance on that because like the reason it never got done is because we all understand what the fucking fallout would be moving
0: that to a holy site versus fucking Tel Aviv. I, I'm not even saying yep. it was a good move or a bad move, but I think it was a purely political move. He was playing to his base and he was trying to secure votes and it didn't even end up working. Right. And now he's not going to be the one in charge when shit goes bad and has to be dealt with. One of the things that I hate the most
2: about the, the televangelism grift, um, and really I, I dislike it when Christians do it, period, even if they're not, even if they're not pastors or if they're not part of the clergy.
0: I think the, uh, the Alex Jones people who get really close to it. But I never... don't
2: like when Christians uh, interpret Judaism. I don't like it because like there's that Lewis Black joke where he's like, it's not your fucking book. Yeah, <laughs> like right. don't don't tell no, me don't, Yeah, don't attempt like don't no. call it the Old Testament, it's the fucking Torah, and I'll tell you about it because I fucking know it. <laughs> like it's my religion. Um so keep with that in mind, this clip is called Misinterpret Misinterpreting Judaism probably.
1: Uh, Jonathan Kahn, you know, the the Messianic rabbi who wrote The Harbinger, writes about all these comparisons in in some of his books about how the Jews were in Babylon exactly 70 years, and then Truman was like Cyrus, you know, recognizing Israel, and then exactly 70 years later, Trump moves the embassy, and he finds all this significance. And I actually tapped Jonathan Kahn in my book because— he, he's got a gift and insights beyond anything oh, I've ever really seen. Does. But I tried to pull out some of these things to show the Christian reader that it's not, we have to understand things and it's not just saying, well, I like this cable news network because it's more conservative than this one or, or whatever. To understand what God is doing. And there are, there are foreshadowing in the Bible of things, Cyrus being one of them.
2: Okay. I, I'm sick of him making this uh, Cyrus comparison, so I'm going to- It was the only uh, thing they researched for this episode, so I'm, that's uh, why they're banging that drum. I'm going to explain to the audience who Cyrus is, what he did. Uh, Cyrus the Great respected the custom and religions of the lands he conquered. This became very a uh, very successful model for the centralized administration and establishing a government working to the advantage and profit of its subjects. The administration of the empire through- uh satraps and a uh, vital principle of forming government at pasig Pasig-gar- <laughs> i don't know that's not right uh some city were the works of cyrus what is sometimes referred to as the edict of restoration actually two edicts described in the bible as being made by cyrus the great Uh, left a lasting legacy on the jewish religion according to isaiah 45 1 of the hebrew bible god anointed cyrus for this task even referring to him as the messiah and he is the only non-jewish figure in the bible to be called so i think it's important to know what cyrus did because they keep comparing trump to cyrus and that is not what moving the fucking embassy was like it, no. it, it was not conquering lands and allowing them to continue to practice their pagan religions like that is and like that because that is the ultimate like freedom of religion right is that like we're going to conquer you politically and geopolitically but yeah. you guys can worship well, whatever when, the the embassy, fuck you want. when
4: the embassy was in tel aviv if he would have left it there that's more like cyrus because you know it's continuing. It, it, look, where the embassy is—I don't even think really matters. No, I don't think so either. But being in Tel Aviv versus being in uh, Jerusalem, like Jerusalem is an only Jewish city, right?
2: Tel Aviv is both, right? So that's a little bit more like Cyrus here, right? Um, yeah, but don't like they—they figured out what their point was going to be, and they're going to stick to it, even if it makes no sense. Now he also name dropped uh, Jonathan Khan. Um, and he uh, and, and so let me explain to you because this blew my fucking mind because uh, I didn't actually even know what this was but talk about being mad at somebody misinterpreting misinterpreting Judaism um, um, Jonathan David Kahn is an American messianic Jewish minister author and novelist known for his debut novel The Harbinger and his and his prophetic claims about former president Donald Trump he's the founder and leader of the Beth Israel Worship Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Keyword: novel. I had to look up what Messianic Judaism was. Do you have any guesses? Uh, they're predicting messiahs.
0: I, that, that sounds right to me. Like, no. Nope.
2: no, not predicting messiahs, but messiahs are obviously a part of it. Messianic Judaism is a, mon- a modern syncretic... Christian religious movement that incorporates some elements of Judaism and Jewish tradition. So it's not Jewish at all. With evangelical <laughs> Christianity. The movement emerged in the 1960s and so 70s. Just Jews for Jesus. It is. The, the movement emerged in the 1960s and 70s from the Hebrew Christian movement and the Baptist the Baptist organization Jews for Jesus. Founded in 1973 by conservative Baptist minister Martin Rosen. Messianic Jews believe that Jesus is the Messiah yeah. and that yeah. the That's so why, we're we, messi- why are we
0: calling them they're just christians at that. they point, are just they? christians yes uh <laughs> yeah, um, right
2: like that's the definition that is like they believe that the tanker the hebrew bible and the new testament are authoritative scriptures salvation in messianic judaism is uh achieved only through acceptance of jesus as one savior and jewish law does so not contribute Christian, to that, salvation because that right. is the definition of christianity right Uh, belief in Jesus as a Messiah and divine is considered by Jews the defining distinction between Christianity and Judaism evangelical groups usually accept messianic Judaism as a form of Christianity of course it is it's Christianity with ego we know the Torah (laughs) better than you like that that's all it fucking is Um, and so like so now you like I, and the reason that I pulled all this shit is because I, when he started name dropping people like I'm supposed to know who the fuck they are, I wanted to know who they are. And now we've got a cast of characters that includes Jim Baker, Paula White, uh, Jonathan the uh, Steven Strang, like all of these guys, Pat Robertson, you know, all of these fucking guys are part of the same grift. They're, they're selling their shit to the same audience of old people of greatest generation people and boomers and and it, it, it just it's the more that they name drop people the crazier it got to me because once i got to messianic judaism i was like well that's not judaism at all i don't even <laughs> put it in the name like that's ridiculous that is just a straight lie that's just someone who converted that's all it is i yeah. I, I got yelled at outside of the liberty bell by uh jews for jesus guy and, and like i'm According to him, if he's right, I'm way going to hell just for being in that line. So (laughs) I don't know why, but apparently they have beef with (laughs) the Liberty Bell. They
4: always pick the weirdest places (laughs) to be on their megaphones. Like uh, the past couple of seasons down at the Enterprise Center, there's been... A guy on a bullhorn and, uh,
0: yeah, ca- and, and
2: camouflage military pants. I run right. outside of him outside yeah. of
0: concerts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: real annoying. Those, those, they, I'm sure he's the same guy in Philly. Like they all, <laughs> it, it's every time I've run into, it's just like some weird place where I'm like, Why boys, are you outside
0: of a fucking
2: i just telling people to go concert. to hell. I, I, I love that. Like, I wasn't at I, a share concert. I love the
0: the crowd though when he's just telling everyone they're going to hell. Everyone's response is like, all right, buddy. Yeah, all right. See you later. Cool. Not nah, keep your trash. I don't have anywhere to fucking throw that away.
2: Don't, don't hand me shit. <laughs> yeah, don't print pamphlets.
4: You're just littering.
1: But also, Jonathan Khan shows that when it was um, Ahab and Jezebel, who are the most wicked king and queen ever in Israel history, who caused them to sacrifice their children to Baal, doesn't that sound like abortion?
4: No, no, it does <laughs> not. Killing a 13-year-old is not abortion.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Late, real late-term abortion. Mm-hmm. A very powerful husband-wife. Never in Israel history had a queen been that strong. Never in American history had any first lady been as strong as Hillary Clinton. I mean, these parallels are uncanny. And then then um, there is an uncouth person that nobody had ever heard of who came in called Jehu. Yeah. And Jehu is the one who got Israel back to serving the one true God. And so Jonathan Kahn sees that there is a similarity to Jehu as well. But isn't that good to see that we can see a foreshadowing in in the Bible? But but you know, we do that in other ways. Didn't people say that Martin Luther King was like Moses leading his children to freedom? Yeah. And Um, And and other things like that, or maybe somebody would follow God, and they would say, well, he's like Abraham, or God raised somebody up like Joseph or like an Esther. We use it, but never before with the president. I've never heard any of this with any of our presidents, and I think that it's important that we understand this.
2: So, okay, first of all, because I haven't heard anybody compare a president to biblical whatever people— uh, nobody's ever done it, is essentially his argument. I find that hard to believe. Also, when he said that uh, that sacrificing children was like abortion, and then no, Israel had never seen a powerful woman like Esther, America had never seen a, a powerful woman like uh, Hillary Clinton, and then he goes on but to he, say- But he said Hillary
4: Clinton when she was a first lady. Like she, You didn't hear about the first lady very much at all. No.
2: Except for why was she staying with the bill who cheated on her? Yeah. Um, but then he goes on to say he also makes a correlation between JQ or whatever. And I was like, please say J. Edgar Hoover in the next <laughs> sentence. Like, I just want to hear how stupidly you're putting this shit together. This does feel like the bonus episode where we talked about Arkansas. Like, he's
4: just saying shit. And then he, like, he, he scoffed at MLK
0: yeah. for being the Moses to lead his people. I, yeah. I also have a problem when people do that, especially people I have – that I have a, a pretty good feeling these people, if you would have gone back to the 1968 and been like, what do you think MLK? They would have been like, he's an agitator. He's why is he doing this? And then now that he's dead and he's been martyred, you know, he's a yeah. martyrdom. They'll use him as like a, a prop, but he, is om- but, but his,
2: yeah. his scoff there, like as soon as he, I, I shot back to like the flight of the concords. He said racistly or whatever, like he, he giggled a little bit. He did like, yeah. that's a tell bro. <laughs> like,
4: you might like, not know or, it. He goes like insane monotony, or as you know, when they compared MLK to Moses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, what? Yeah,
2: just just fucking weird. It' telling it, on yourself, man. It gets weirder.
1: Now, can we make a? Th- can we start a new denomination with a new theology? I think not. But it should make us go, hmm. I well, wonder other, at what God is at work. The
3: other two times that it happened, one was Abraham Lincoln. The other was Ronald Reagan. And each one of these men changed things. They absolutely because did. they didn't know anything about government.
2: Okay. Huh? Hold on. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. He, oh, oh no. Whoa. I'm gonna let Whoa. him I'm gonna let him explain it. Don't ruin it because it gets better before we offer an explanation. However, I do wanna pause for a second, because he said Strang started that clip by saying it's not like we can start a new th- theology as in they like already have <laughs> as in for Donald Trump, right? And then Copeland goes on to say, well, it's already happened before with Ronald Reagan and Abraham Lincoln. People didn't fucking worship Reagan and Lincoln. Like, that's what you guys are doing. You're worshiping Donald Trump. You're standing in front of your audience on TV and in in front of a live audience telling them that you're men of God. But working out in front of them why we should be worshiping a false idol. Like, it doesn't – like, the fact that they don't see that or they just know that their audience is incredibly stupid because you would have to be to not – be on this side of the conversation where we are where we find ourselves right now questioning why is he saying this shit like even like like jim you you are religious i am kind of fucking like i don't really care one way or another shit can be real shit cannot be real i it doesn't i understand i have no problems with people who are Religious, no matter what that means, what religion they belong to, I have no problem with atheist theology either. Frank, you are not religious at all. Every one of us is sitting here going, "Yeah, but if you were to, if you were to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah, on every, Jesus, every single one of us <laughs> is
4: like, this this stinks a little
0: bit. This
2: this doesn't well, make a whole lot of sense. I
0: don't know where he's going. I'll wait to, to see where he's going. But being like, you know what, Reagan and Lincoln and Trump had in common—they knew nothing about politics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's true for one of them. He says,
4: well, we can't go ahead and start a new theology or anything because that would be blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, this clip I titled Inexperienced Abe.
3: Now, Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer. He was not a president. He, I mean, politics was not. Most people that so are elected presidents weren't president. The thing <laughs> with him. It was slavery that was the thing with him. Right. It was the moral purpose behind what he was doing. Ronald Reagan, is the same, basically the same thing, but never, never in as critical a time, well, except Lincoln, of course, but never at such a critical time as this and never to this degree. Because this man <laughs> thinks he's a billionaire Ronald Reagan thought he was president. And Gloria said to me, well, she said, well, Ronald Reagan's an excellent actor and all he had to do was act like a good president. And he was. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, come on.
1: The great communicator. What? In God's yes, name he, he played the part. Mm-hmm.
2: He is making the point that neither Abraham Lincoln or Ronald Reagan, the heroes of the Republican and conservative and religious right, had any idea about politics before being becoming president and that's why like trump or and that's why they are
0: awesome and they they were, was Donald Trump. They were guided he by did. God because they weren't right. in it for the politics. They were in it for some noble cause. I love that when he got to, he was like, "Well, Lincoln had the slave cause," and then when he got to Reagan, he he's like, "Well, basically the same thing." Because you can't say <laughs> you can't say taxes because it doesn't sound noble.
2: No, no. Also, for anybody who doesn't know the career of either of these men, from from 1834 to 1840, Abraham Lincoln occupied a seat in the Illinois State Legislature. Legislature. He also practiced law in Illinois during the ni- the 1830s and 40s, and in that time he became one of the state's most renowned lawyers he first entered national politics in 1847 while serving a single term in congress ronald reagan uh was an american politician who served as the 40th president of the united states from 1981 to 1989 and became highly influential in the voice of modern conservatism prior to his presidency he was a hollywood movie actor and union leader before serving as the 33rd governor of california from 1967 to 1975
0: so, a little bit of politics, a little bit of actually, politics. The, the career we expect the president to take is that you serve on a state level yeah. and then you work your way up to the federal government. Yeah, he's just some
2: billionaire as
0: long as he, but he bought pretends his land. he's president. They, they weren't presidents before, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he, most people that are elected president look, are if not president, that is, president that is beforehand. That's a fair point. If you weren't born the president, you should never that be the president may be the, the only, you're <laughs> appointed by God. It might <laughs> be the
2: only <laughs> honest point that was made on the entire fucking episode by accident,
3: because he's a moron. So, this man is playing the part of a billionaire running a business. He's used to being boss. He's not used to people telling him what to do. And he's used to negotiating with people that change nations and control things.
1: And The globalists we call them. And yeah. that's really the struggle here. Yeah, Everything else can kind of be trace back to that and that's a one world government which the bible talks about we have to wonder what's really going on
2: okay doesn't that kind of blow the whole fucking thing though because if he is a billionaire who's not used to uh, or who is used to dealing to making deals with people who control the countries with the globalists he said by name doesn't that completely shoot the Trumpism part of your fucking stupid religion like out the window? That like, like because he that would have he was to doing presidentially th- or
4: presidently things before being the president he would have right.
0: to be a globalist to have those fucking those inter- connections those yeah. connections and he would be if not he would be using the globalists he's not taking them down certainly he's not crusading against them no, he he was, got using, relationships them. With he them was using them to make millions of dollars yeah and uh, now he's the president this is just the most asinine explain
2: and, and like to have the, the goal of naming this episode like how trump how God works through Trump and then not being able to explain it in any fucking logical way whatsoever, yeah. just like reaching for crazy Old Testament. Didn't even attempt to name some verses.
0: No, nothing, nothing at all. Just it's like, actually sh- shocking, shockingly a l- lot little God in here. Like he doesn't bring him up that uh uh-huh. like. Just like God's working through Trump, but like never why or what he's trying yeah. to. Ac- what is he trying to accomplish? Well, What's funny is
2: that like, too, is he hasn't? He's not providing us any. Reference points in the Bible. And he's saying things like that, like King Cyrus or whatever. That's but, the one story he but brought he, up. He didn't even name drop him. Uh, Stephen Strang name dropped Cyrus later, and I filled you the fuck in on what <laughs> he did. Like, nobody. He's not saying anything. No, it's uh, propaganda under the guise of being a church. Right. Yeah. yeah. So send us your money because Jesus. Now listen to how I, great
0: Trump is. I also thought like for a guy who's trying to sell like this, he is selling those Bibles, right? 65 bucks for yeah, a Bible? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think you would quote from it. You would crack that thing open and be like, "Let's yeah, let's Im- go to our handy little study he book." He immediately set it to the side and went to King James because
2: he knows the Bible is trash. <laughs> like he, he's not even going to read. His, it. Well, guess, his Bible? How many times can you
0: buy a Bible? Right, his Bible. I mean, how many times can you ask your followers to do that before you're like you just tapped them? Like there's not enough shelf space. Well,
2: if you can't get them to buy the Bible, maybe you can get them to sign up for college or be part of the ministry. Ed- like addition, there's multiple grifts going on here. Edition
0: two next summer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
2: I'm sure that that Stephen Strang will have at least four more books by then, uh, so that you can there will there will be reading to do in between. You know,
3: Stephen. Now, my dad, my dad was a world class salesman and negotiator, and my, my dad was a very kind man. But uh, and and I I learned a lot from my dad. And I'm watching Donald Trump do the same thing and everybody's saying, he called Erdogan a good guy. You don't call the guy a bum and then go try to negotiate with him. That's stupid. You don't come out and say the guy's a murderer and then go have a negotiation meeting with him. No, you call him a nice guy. And then you get in a room with him and you put the screws to him. Right. What would Jesus do? But that's
1: that's negotiation, he's, he's, and politicians don't know how to do that. Right. But he's not a politician. No, he's not. He's a businessman, and he's a great leader.
2: Uh, he's this, a businessman.
4: This, um, again, this show was October 2020. Yes. He's not a politician. Yeah. Right. He's been in office for four years. Right. Yeah. At what point?
2: How how many years of experience do you need he's to right. say he's that he's right. about You're a to lose his politician status in a, yeah. in a couple of weeks? Um, you remember that that uh, story in the Bible where Jesus went to a crowd of people and was like, "The devil's not really that bad." Like, I mean, <laughs> behind closed doors we have our issues, but like, I mean, cut the guy some slack, you know. I'm trying to make a deal here, guys.
0: Then he got in the room and he's like, "I'm gonna put the screws to you." (laughs) He's like,
2: "Look, all right, we're in the desert. I got some temptations." As if just like like, I love that the idea of
0: flattering someone is like, and then you get their guard down, and then they forget what they want in negotiation. (laughs) Like, yeah, if they haven't been to business school or ever been in a negotiation before, maybe. But the thing is, it works.
4: His dad, my dad, was a world class. Salesman. Oh, we we know where. I you feel get like your stuff I from. feel like
0: all he's saying there is like, look, he talked us into like believing why he couldn't be home two weeks at a time. So like, <laughs> he was a good salesman. Yeah, no shit. He he told us that we couldn't talk about that time he touched us. Um, <laughs> it's like we like when I found out he had another family, I had to keep it secret. <laughs> you know, he explained it and it made sense. Yeah, my brother Adonis. Um,
2: <clears throat> I don't know. I like I j- that's just. That's such a lame, it's a lame cover, even, even, uh, Strang did it earlier in the episode I, where he says, like, oh, Donald Trump's a good guy, but he sometimes tweets and it makes us cringe, like, it's all just this, like, justification game for why what we know is bad isn't bad, because yeah. we, because he's working for us. And Like,
4: they're gonna run this loop long enough, it's like, okay, so no- nothing is the truth? Right. All right. Gotcha.
0: Well, I also have a. I just weirdly, I have a really big mistrust of anybody who is old enough to be a, a grandfather telling stories about their daddy and using the term daddy. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say yeah. my father if you have to talk about him. Yeah. But it's like, weird.
2: Well, and that's why. Like, it makes me feel like I. I should have looked it up because, like, as soon as I heard it there while we were listening to it together i thought it was like i guarantee there's an abusive relationship there like and it's so weird because yeah. he was probably abused so much that he only knows to say good things about his fucking dad like even as a fucking 80 year old cokehead um like a legend Alleged. a legend yeah that's me yeah because we will
3: get a cease and desist <laughs> <laughs> and He's about as diplomatic as a black bear. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he doesn't diplomacy just doesn't enter into his thinking, because that's not the way he was raised. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's all bad, but, it but is there had bad. to be somebody like, trained a lifetime. His dad coming up with nothing and teaching his son how to live in that world. And his dad told him, when you go to the job, don't talk to the foreman. He'll tell you whatever he wants you to know. Go talk to the bricklayer. Go talk to the guy that's got a wheelbarrow in his hand. And he'll tell you what's actually going on and you can fix it. That's what he's doing now. You're right.
2: It, Wait, he, them, it just, so
4: he compared talking to a world leader, like, the, uh, they're not the foreman? I love the how idea. In, how in that analogy is I the just, world leader not the foreman? Yeah. Can you
0: imagine, you're sitting there, you're- They're
4: certainly not the brick leader, the, the lowly citizen of that country right. is the bricklayer. Can you imagine- This makes fucking sense.
0: You're, you're getting paid shit money, you're fucking, like, moving a wheelbarrow across uh, the construction site, Donald Trump walks up to you and he's like, what time is this going to be done? What time is the bill, like, how long till the bill well, is done? Well, I you're like. I don't fucking know. I'm the bricklayer. Go ask the foreman. He's like, no, no. I don't ask the foreman. I find the <laughs> lowliest worker and I, I see what they think. I don't think that that's the way that he meant it. But then, in actuality, I think in, like, in, in well I, reality, I, think I be, got about
2: ten yeah. more yards before it's quitting time. So, <laughs> but
4: but then buzz I, off. I,
2: I'm going to finish this. That is definitely, like, even even in the way that he meant it, which is Donald Trump comes up to you and asks you, how is this company run? How How are you being treated as the bricklayer or whatever? Yeah. I'm telling you that if I'm that fucking bricklayer, that I, this guy isn't going to fix my problem. He's asking me this for whatever his own personal isn't the, reason is. Like,
0: the moment Donald Trump came up to you, wouldn't you just be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy who's, like – arguing with us on whether we're You're gonna talking get talking about donald trump going up to the
2: bricklayer the same bricklayer he illegally ha- like hired who was not a documented worker here and then fucking didn't pay yeah that's... like what are you talking about like this guy doesn't talk to the he and again it's just this twisted way of making him more the common man even though like he's a fucking billionaire he's not but he's not not, but he pretends to be on tv he pretends to be um we know that like uh, he has enough money and and power and influence to fucking be teflon apparently he doesn't get held accountable for shit by anyone government or anyone else so you know like but the the idea
0: that this guy how much is gonna walk up to the common man and fix your problems how much do you think Trump's um, sway over the evangelical, like the more evangelical section of America, is due to Trump's actions, or how much do you think it's attributable to people like him, to Copeland and Jim Baker, it's, getting up in every week, putting it in their heads, being like, "Well, Trump's absolutely doing, culpable"? Because yeah. like all they're doing in this episode is well, like, "Well, I bet you he goes up to the bricklayer, and I bet you he does I mean, this." I yeah, met him I once, Stephen, I, but he says he plays a bunch.
2: Wrote five books about it, yeah. but he
0: met him like one fucking time, yeah. yeah
2: um yeah no i i think that i don't think it has anything to do with trump's actions or his history if it did then all of these people would understand that they're being grifted this isn't a good guy he's not a godly man he is he is the exact opposite of every fucking teaching of every religion well i like, <laughs> like and
0: i trump's been out of office i don't know how long how many times has he been photographed going to church yeah, right. He, it's not as fun when he can't throw bombs at people. Yeah, you know, I don't even think there's a, during his presidency he did it that often. Like, yeah. it, I mean, besides the Bible the photo, photo outside, off, yeah. Right. But yeah. like, it was never it was never that part of his a big a part of his campaign. No. besides
2: the lip service. And, that he paid. and the idea that that these, the, but I, but again, then that brings me back to your to your question of like, how much is this? him and how much is it copeland it's copeland it's robertson it's joel olstein it's all of these guys that perpetuate that there that there's a way to justify this guy's action and it's QAnon. it's memes it's shit because this is
0: memes for old people it right? is it's, it's, it's one
2: is. yeah it 100 yeah. is um it, it is th- they think of this guy as an expert on god because he's got a fucking tv show and a suit and he fucking says it every week that doesn't make you an expert that makes you a fucking another millionaire who's just ripping people off um and the shittiest thing i think that if you are a spiritual person or a religious person one of the shittiest things that could that could have that could be done to you or that you could watch happen even if it benefits you i guess in some way is ripping people off of their beliefs like it's one thing to take people's money it's one thing makes me sick yeah it's one thing to have people pay for your private jet or build you a fucking compound or fund your bullshit production every week it's another thing to steal what they believe their identity is it is to, to for them to believe that they support the following or the teachings of Jesus that they are following the word of Christ but to then find ways to make them justify all of these horrible things that these that these evil people who are manipulating like that to me seems like a much much stronger more damaging theft than any amount of money that you could steal from people um because you're taking away
0: who they are or who they believe they are. Um because while or they at least you're yeah, perverting it in some way that's not yeah, what they intended. Yeah.
4: Completely changes them to be fully brainwashed and to And culpable yeah, to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Because I mean you
2: can't look at if you look at just like QAnon and, and the shit that we've seen that, that got amped up over 2020 and the pandemic and whatever like so many of so much of that is uh, religious zealotry and like but those people who are in it believe a lot of that like with every ounce of their being that with, dis- without QAnon January 6th doesn't happen absolutely not yeah and without guys like this who perpetuate like Copeland and and his ilk inspire q anon like that, that it has to yeah well, Because they it, mentioned it, it, they mentioned
4: prophecies for right yeah everything trump and at
0: least it, it at least shows them the blueprint of like here's how you here's how you monetize it here's how you make money right here's how you do cliffhangers and you yeah. and you make it a game of like yeah prophecies somebody and who you know the puzzle
2: somebody who understands technology better figured out how to be copeland on the internet under yeah. But they also know, and there's a reason that we don't have a name, even though we figure it's probably Ron Watkins. Like, there's a reason that we don't have a name, that he wouldn't just put his name out there. It's because he knows that when shit like the January January 6th happens, he's culpable. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to go to jail for inciting a fucking insurrection. Um, that's, that's why they can get away with saying all these horrible things about
0: people and, and because they're doing it anonymously. And it's kind of the, the, the genius of Jim Baker is like, well, I'm not like at least this episode, I'm not going to get specific. Just whatever Trump says is what you should believe. And then give me money. Yeah. Buy my Bible. Yeah. Copeland on this one, but Baker and they're they're just giving
4: millions, leading millions of people into
0: false idolatry. Yeah. Um, people who probably feel real lost right now without yeah. trump around because for right. four years he was like oh he's here to save us and like well they they thought he was going to get a fo- another four years yeah. like how could he not he's ordained by god right yeah they had they had a they had a rough morning
2: in november um i don't know this this is another weird fucking explanation of why things are or why people are the way they are
1: and you know his dad was a great man, um, and his dad had a big influence on him and I go into this in the book he was raised a a Presbyterian. They went to church every Sunday as a young adult. He went to Norman Vincent peel yes, church. Did. <laughs> and if you th- and Norm I had the privilege of meeting him and I believe he was a great man. You I know, a lot of us Pentecostals kind of look down on no, people, no. but you know, he loved Jesus, he really did. But he you know, he said, You can believe and you can do things and you can kinda of see his influence on in Donald Trump. Now those of you that are way too
3: young to know who he is. He wrote a book called, The Power of Positive Thinking. And boy, it started out in Reader's Digest and it just went wildfire. He said, the working title of my book was The Power of Faith. But if I'd have said faith, nobody would have read it. That's
1: right.
2: Yeah, and it probably wouldn't have gotten taken off shelves either, and been a huge fucking point of controversy in the eras that it was that it was around. Um, so Norman Vincent Peale uh, was a personal friend of Richard Nixon. Um, Donald Trump attended Peale's church while growing up. Trump also married his first wife Ivana and attended funerals of his parents there. Peel's ideas and techniques were controversial and he received frequent criticism from both church figures and from the psychiatric profession. Peel's work came under criticism from several mental health experts, one of whom directly said that Peel was a con man and a fraud. These critics appeared in the early 1950s after a publication of the power of positive thinking. Uh, one major criticism of the power of positive thinking is that the book is full of anecdotes that are hard to substantiate go figure all of the experts and many of the testimonials that peel quotes as supporting his philosophy are unnamed unknown and unsourced example include a famous psychologist quote uh, a two-page letter from a quote practicing physician and another quote famous psychologist a prominent citizen uh these are all in quotes. <laughs> um, prominent citizen of New York City and dozens, if not hundreds, of m- more unverifiable quotations. Similar si- scientific studies of questionable validity are also cited. As psychiatrist R. C. Murphy wrote, all of this advertising is is vindicated, as it were, by a strict cleaving of the side to the side of part, part truth, um, and referred to the work, the work and the quoted material as implausible and woodenly pious Uh, a second (laughs) a a second major accusation of peel is that he attempted to conceal that his techniques for giving the reader absolute self confidence and deliverance from suffering are well know, are a well known form of hypnosis, and that he attempts to persuade his readers to follow his beliefs through a combination of false evidence and self self hypnosis, um, disguised by the use of terms which may sound more benign from the reader's point of view. Techniques, formulas, methods, prayers, and prescriptions. Another called Peel's books, the Bible of American. Autohypnotism. While his uh, while his techniques are debated by psychologists, Peel said that his theological practice and strategy was directed more at self analysis, forgiveness, character development, and growth, much like the Jesuits of the Catholic Church. Psychia- Psychiatrist R. C. Murphy writes, Self-knowledge in Mr. Peel's understanding is unequivocally bad. Self-hypnosis is good. Murphy adds that repeated hypnosis defeats an individual's self-motivation, self-knowledge, unique sense of self, self and sense of reality, and ability to think critically. Murphy describes Peel's understanding of the mind as inaccurate, without depth. And his description of the workings of the mind and the unconscious as deceptively simplistic and false um uh, it is it is the very shallowness of his concept of the person that makes his rules appear easy, so
4: that is a cult yeah, one hundred percent that is
2: a cult leader who has figured out that he can that he can get people through literature like yeah. he he's just he doesn't writing.
4: have to do the work of. Hypnotizing themselves, right? Just read
2: this. Hypnotize your own self. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's insanity. Like, and, and yeah, wow, crazy. yeah. And I love and how they're talking th- about it like I it's did. something good. And I love how they just like write over the bad stuff. They're like, "Well, the power of se-. just gloss no, over." Yeah, yeah. just
4: one hundred percent. How many people in their congregation do you think bought the book and read it? I feel like they're already hypnotized. Like, if well, you, yeah. If you looked at the fucking just crowd, solidify it a little bit better. Yeah.
2: Um, it was crazy it made me it, when he said it i was like well now i need to know what the and and maybe that's what, true it, it, whenever he made that that uh that sermon
4: where he was talking about covid that eventually got turned into the covid rap uh-huh whenever he said i blow you away didn't everybody on stage like back up a little bit like yes. they were getting blown away yeah
2: he also there's also act like they were falling over he's uh, uh he's also known to speak in tongues that are not oh, tongues yeah. why not <laughs> um he yeah, he's he's a fucking weirdo, but I I just love maybe it's true maybe that does explain Trump a little bit. Maybe Trump is self-hypnotized into believing that he is the <laughs> yeah. biggest hands, the biggest dick, the, like brainwashed by yeah, Norman yeah. Peel however many years ago. Right. Um yeah, I don't know. That, that just just weird shit. All of these cult leaders just running together in a pack, or at least supporting people, supporting each other even from the grave. Like, what the fuck is going on?
1: And also in that era, and it's still true in a lot of places, a lot of the Christians were like doom and gloom and negative yeah. and small thinking and legalistic. And he was saying you need to think positive and, yeah. you know, have, and it was his way of saying faith.
3: Get out of negative thinking. Get out of, And do you ever notice Mr. Trump does not talk about negative things? What? (laughs) Everything is great. We're going to do this. Great. It's great. It's been great. It's going to be greater. And everything is on the up. It's on the rise. He never gripes about anything. He makes fun of a lot of stuff, but he never gripes about anything. (laughs) Now, my being. That's
0: unbelievable.
4: I'm pretty sure he... Like, You're using a very a six, loose
0: definition of... Oh, God. Damn his,
4: his second and third quarters as president, he was just complaining about how he was the most persecuted president right. in which history. Witch hunt, yeah. witch
2: hunt, witch hunt. He Everything also, is negative. His examples of great are like great wall, as in very big, yeah. not
0: fucking... It's his lack of... Not a, th- good. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, well, he doesn't have
2: a thesaurus huge, is essentially what he's saying. The most excellent thing I've ever done. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Like it, 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 To me... At this point, if your audience is sitting there and they've listened to that sentence and they buy it, fuck them. Like because like at some point you have to you have to be able to think critically enough to like when there's like Okay, he's been peppering in sprinkles of shit, The critical right? thinking box
4: is deleted he, yeah, from the I mean, bank. he
2: just handed somebody a fucking shit pie, and they, if you ate that, like that's at this point, it's your bad because you're just too stupid to not be sucked into this. Um, if you can buy that line that Trump is never complaining, you are too stupid to not. Be vi- To not fall victim to this There's just no other way You can't even on even if the only thing you watch Is Fox News you're gonna
4: see Trump complain
2: Yeah and and see That we like saw it for years too Which is like yeah always complained So uh, he tweets stuff That makes us cringe sometimes that's the Complaining shit bro that's negativity <laughs> yeah. yeah negativity what all over you, it What are you talking about
3: A reform showman <laughs> 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 That's what I studied Is you know that's what I wanted to be and I watch his, I watch his his stage plan. He starts off funny, funny,
1: funny. He does funny stuff. I enjoy watching his, his rallies. They're I they're just fun, good about, entertainment. Yeah.
3: And, and you know, and, and Democrats can't get a crowd, but he, people just <laughs> fall all over themselves just to get in them. Not to hear him, to watch him. He's a show. But then he gets down to business.
2: He never gets down to business in a rally. Mm. And also, you guys are men of God. If you watched a single fucking five-minute span of any of his rallies, how can you be sitting there giggling about who, it? How and can, and who, like, wants to, who wants to follow a pastor
4: that just spouts lies nonstop? No
2: shit. Like, you're talking about the rallies where they're chanting, send her back. Like, what are you? How is this a good guy? And so, for you guys to like, la- oh, I love it. He's a showman. It's not a fucking show. Like, it's it, if it was a show, okay, fine. Like, you can have a show like that. You that's fucking like, I get that, but it's not a show. It's real life. This you, isn't beep. Like, this is you <sighs> can start world wars by doing the things that you're doing, you can start
0: civil wars by doing the things that you're doing. And This is just a generation of people who were taken in by reality TV, and they're like, "Oh, I liked him on The Apprentice, and I, li- I w- that's what I want my presidency to be. Yeah, I want it to be more like the TV because that I watch a lot of it. Yeah,
4: they're the sole reason that TLC survived for as long as it did. Yeah, when, yeah.
0: When they said something about like a couple of clips ago about uh, Trump watching the Seven Hundred Club and that kind of Christian stuff really changed him like well of course it did but like that's what they want to hear like that's what got the biggest reaction well, from that, the crowd isn't that because that's what that they do goal, all the day to change people to manipulate uh, them right well, yeah and it's making them feel better like we know you sit around and watch us all day that's what trump does don't you feel uh, like that's great he's uh, a billionaire right. and he does what you do yeah it's it's just uh, it's fucking weird
2: um i have one more clip this is how they finish the show it is extremely weird I almost cut this out of the show because I was like, because, I can make their ending better. <laughs> because, well, because it's just, it is just weird. But I figured it would be, it, it would be goofy of me to play. I mean, we have, a, like I said, we've listened now to this entire episode of Copeland's show, um, less one sentence that I cut out of it. Um, this just goofy way to end especially for a regular guest who like should know the fucking time by now like you should have this shit down
1: and uh, getting back to how he was raised his mother was really the strong Christian of the family she was raised in a very she was Scottish so she was raised a Presbyterian in Scotland in a very conservative strain and her uh, her family's from the Hebrides you've heard of the Hebrides because there was a great revival in 1948 to 51, called the Hebrides Revival, and there's been stories that his mother was involved in the Hebrides Revival, but she wasn't because she'd moved to America about 15 years before. But her extended family were all impacted by the well, Hebrides and it, it Revival. It had an effect on her through them and the, the things that that were passed down but to absolutely. her. Absolutely, and he went through confirmation in the Presbyterian Church. And listen, uh, you would. Uh, if you go through confirmation, you know the Bible. We're out of time. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.
2: What a fucking weird way to end the show. First of all, two old guys that just got off on some fucking tangent about Trump's family. They had like nothing to do. They're like, We're talking We're... about the Hebrides
4: revival, which nobody has ever also, even heard of. No, They're
0: not on TV. They're on YouTube. They're not out of time. They can keep going if they want <laughs> right? to. Um, They might be
2: on TV. It's possible that they could be on but TV. This is also on
0: TV, maybe public access. They, like
2: they got
4: to gotta stop and take some pills before yeah, they get back at it.
2: No shit. They better get some pills that make them figure out how the fuck to stay on topic. You know that you've got a fucking minute
0: left of the show. Don't start a new right? conversation. What, what like, was the...
4: Uh, <laughs> Also, one, sell the, the one... book,
0: pimp the book, be like, go to our <laughs> website and buy the book. That the whole reason is you're selling yeah. a book. <laughs> Sign up for classes. What yeah. was the
4: one uh, memory pill that was advertised a lot when we were in high school?
2: Oh, I have, I have a right blue up.
4: bottle. It was always on at like nine p.m. and later that was the you thought
2: you thought it went off the shelves because it went out of the house (laughs) kenneth copeland has it (laughs) bought up all the stores he's the only one that's why he's getting fucking randy with the bible over there (laughs) 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 Ah, i just love it so much (laughs) um yeah focus factor or something like that (laughs) just just a just a weird close to the
0: show i like I don't know. We um, should rush end every one of our like. Even though we're a podcast, we can theoretically go as long. You should be like, oh, guys, we got thirty seconds left. You got, <laughs> we're out yeah. of time. Fucking, Wrap it fuck up. the music's playing. The music. You fucking hit pause. Damn it! You've been doing it the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do we? I, I want to rate both of these guys. Um, I think they're probably going to get a similar rating because they they probably should. But we might as well
0: not. I don't want to let let Strang off the hook. He made a a lot of ridiculous goddamn claims. I almost think they're so similar that, yeah, we could rate them the same rating. But we do have, like, yeah. they' he's just as bad. And I guarantee you, we will
2: be doing Copeland again because he's too much fun not to. Uh, I need to hear more analogies about. Well, how and I think Hillary that's Clinton also like, I
0: don't know that he got up. to a very
4: dangerous degree yeah, in terms going, of us. Uh, uh, going on like the definitions of these words, I don't really yeah, know if I but can I feel say like, much more than a, a fraud. But it's like right. He, they're, but I feel like
0: further episodes might reveal him to be more. Well, treasonous. like as much influence as they hold
4: over people, it's like they're 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 influencing them to be part of treason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although I would say that they walk the line safe enough that they're not, they're not yeah. telling people to show up at the Capitol. They're, at they're least car-
4: uh, they're very careful on that. At, at least in this episode. Uh, I think I mean, we can really only label them as frauds. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, 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 although I would say they are textbook definitions of what a fraud is—a grifter. One hundred, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, except they're bad at it boys. because, because as you they're said, like, yeah. you should have fucking pitched the shit at the end. Yeah, like, yeah, they
4: only mentioned the, his book at the very beginning.
2: Even Alex Jones, who is like the king of having like shitty segues into his fucking advertisements, Yeah at least gets them done. Yeah. Like he at least fucking will scream or, about the or fucking...
0: the war room. Like, you know, like yeah. he's going to scream about stuff, but he's also going to tell you to he's buy it. Like stuff. That's, that's why
2: you have to buy gold. Yeah. Like because of the baby eaters, like it doesn't, they don't even do that. They just run out of time because they're too old senile. And, string isn't as old as copeland but like he's an old senile guy who's just making shit up ray was an actor he had no history in politics except for you know being, being governor a governor california. of the <laughs> second largest fucking population in the country or the the largest population right california large has yeah. a larger yeah, population than state, texas yeah. uh so yeah i i would agree with with you guys on fraud,
4: this guy who just pops off and undermines the Constitution, and this guy is a complete fraud.
2: Get a little bit of Mark Levin in there for us until <laughs> I get a cease and desist from him. I can use that. I can fucking use your. You put it on. You put it on the waves. I can. <laughs> I can take it off the waves and use it for my waves. um Yeah. So all right, we'll we'll call him a fraud. Uh, that will bring us to the end of another episode we will be back and hopefully we will be back i'm i'm really hoping that i can get out of this funk that has been uh, and that, what i might try doing for just at least a, a, a couple weeks maybe a month or you know so is putting them out biweekly um we can the three of us can discuss our recording schedule or whatever but i think maybe trying to Uh, operate more on a bi-weekly schedule and then if we get extra ones in throwing them on in in the fridays in between um but i think that might help ease because shit's just been fucking happening in in 2021 um so life happens when you're busy making plans yeah i think we might we might try to go that route for at least just a little while and then hopefully uh, some things will work themselves out, and I will, and then we can kind of get back to the weekly, um, whatever. Sounds good. So, uh, we will be back. But before we go, Jim, can you please tell the uh, listeners how to find us? Yeah, we have a Facebook page. We can be found on Twitter
4: at Real Unamerican, and also our personal accounts are at Unamer, are yeah, at UnamericanB, at Fevered Heart, and at American Actual
2: J. Awesome, thank you, Jim and Franklin. Can you please tell the listeners how they
0: can support the show? Oh, I sure can, Brandon. You can uh, you can follow us. Of course, you can like, subscribe, share, and/or review uh, episodes. Uh, are, well, supposed to be available. We well, we're getting yeah. we're getting there. Well, I'll, I'll write a new script. <laughs> uh, and of course, if you want some more, there's always bonus content over at Patreon.com/unamerican. Uh, and as always, thank you for uh, your support. Yes, thank you very much um
2: thank you fellas um and thank you to our listeners we will return soon uh, but before we go our dishonorable mentions this week are Mike Garcia from California, Bob Gibbs of Ohio, Carlos Gimenez uh, Jimenez of Florida, Louis Gomert of, of Texas, Bob Good, Virginia, Lance Gooden of Texas, and Paul Gozar of Arizona. And of course, your homework as our listener, if you live in their states, is to uh, find, the, especially in, if these. These fools, uh, these traitors are up for re-election next year. Um, your homework is to vote against them and put them in a future unemployment line so that they can cut your benefits early.
0: Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condict, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.